0: That was probably the worst intro I've ever heard. <laughs> you, you want me to do the intro? We can read. Re, no, you hey can everybody. do the intro. This is Russell.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome to At the Russell Duck. <laughs> just, you change that in post <laughs>
1: <laughs> say At the Russell Duck.
2: <laughs> Russell Edition. Um, okay, yeah,
3: go ahead. All
2: right. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening and watching. And we are your host, Chase and Miles, and we are at The Lucky Duck. Miles, please tell the lovely people of the world who we have
0: on today. All right. We're in for a special treat today. Today's guest is known for his southern hospitality. He comes to us all the way from Georgia. He's a peach. He basically invented Coca-Cola. He's a founding member of the Lucky Duck, an expert in economics where he specializes in subscription data analysis, probably. Lately, (laughs) he's been working in Atlanta where he's been an outlier in the field. His achievements span as far as chief data scientist for a major eye study, it's no wonder many of the top economic magazines have called him the best thing since the modern day computer. His favorite tagline is do better. This is Russell.
3: Hey, thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was quite the intro. Yeah.
2: We love you. it. We yeah. love all his intros. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're great. He spends about two weeks writing it,
0: perfecting wow. it. Yeah. That's wow. why we can only release podcasts every two weeks yeah, because I need two weeks to prep. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So we have some really grueling questions for you today. All right. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a... Fire it off. Yeah. So, why are you the way that you are? Well,
3: uh, see, sometimes you drop babies, and <laughs> I dropped a lot. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you dropped a yeah, lot. Yeah, I'm a bad person. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. Um, what are we drinking today, boys? Uh, it's something the... on
3: your tap, right?
2: So... Yeah. We are drinking, actually. Oh, wow. I just realized that the beer is the glass that I'm drinking it out of is where it's from. Oh, that's awesome. It is a dry dock apricot blonde. Yeah, it's very tasty. I'm also
0: drinking a um, completely... Don't uh, show the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, We'll have to blur it out. why is this here? (laughs) (laughs) We're not sponsored by Tums. (laughs) It's um, squirt.
3: Yeah, no, this is... uh... Just generic lemon lime soda. Yeah, yeah. cool.
2: Tabs from, from Sam. I mean, uh Sam's Club. I mean, Costco. I mean, oh shit, Publix. <laughs> we can't say any of the corporate. Yeah. Also, don't sh- like yeah. Okay, I, I've but, it away. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dasani. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, are we not allowed to show like labels on the on YouTube? Are they gonna be like, hey, I think, a- I think there's like we talked about dropping like- babies, and
3: we can't be associated.
2: <laughs> with yeah, that? it's probably to yeah, get you know. sued
0: for all the money mm.
3: once you guys get above
0: 25 views i think that's when they'll be like we gotta worry about these yeah, guys we <laughs> yeah. had 45 on our first one yeah oh, so we should probably watch that and make snap.
2: sure Damn. so far we have two published this is our official ninth episode so welcome if you're still listening and it's number nine thanks yeah wow. thank you we're surprised we thought we you guys dropped
0: off at like number four um mm-hmm. The second podcast had about a fifth of the amount of viewers as the first. That's expected. But the third podcast, don't even get me started. Mm-hmm. Got to get on targeted advertising, bro. Got to yeah, start pushing this material. Yeah, marketing. We pushed it, so we paid for I'm six thousand. You guys, I'm just like,
3: so like, what is your like social media strategy? <laughs>
0: just teach us how do you do a podcast.
3: <laughs> so um, what's up? What's what's new in, with you? Uh, nothing new. So you kind of covered it in a lot of the intro there. You know, I'm uh, based out of Atlanta now, uh, working in data uh, analytics. Dater. Yeah, dater. Yeah. Uh, dater. I hardly know her. Fuck. <laughs> Can we restart?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do the intro again? <laughs> Damn it. Um, no. So it's been pretty fun out there. Uh, I've been there for the last four years now. Same company. Yeah. Um. A uh, small little consulting firm called Mather Economics. Uh, we've focused mostly on subscription analytics. So, if you have a subscription based company, uh, we help you figure out reacquisition, acquisition, churn. When people say churn, they just mean like people stopping their subscriptions. So, we just help them do analytics on that and we help them with
0: pricing and whatnot. Yeah, uh, so we have uh, a lot of subscribers. yeah. Uh, and we do, oh, a, we yeah, do a lot too. with subscriptions. Yes. Like yeah. on YouTube and stuff. Uh-huh. And so, Yep. What, would it co- like, what would it cost for us to get your analysis on our subscribers and Oh, it's, kill our it's COVID rate? right
3: now, so we'll, we'll pay you to
1: actually oh, take our cool. business. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. your,
0: has your uh, business, uh,
2: has Mathers, um, I guess, got hit by COVID, or are they
3: still you pretty know, much the in, same? In a consulting firm like that, I think, especially when the majority of our clients are newspapers and news sites and, and news media, that becomes a super important good for the public. Mm-hmm. You know, you you need news. You need constant news there. So they actually had an uptick in digital subscriptions, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, there was some print drop off, but uh, you could see it in the data. This hum- humongous little spike that happened in different markets. You know, you have the New York Times that had a really big jump. You've had you know some uh, the Tribune Company, even smaller local papers like the Naples Daily News even had like a small uptick. Uh, you guys uh, do analytics for them? Yeah, we do. So we do analytics for pretty much every major newspaper uh, in the, the New United York States. New York Times? Uh, New York Times, yeah. We we do analytics for them. I mm-hmm. uh, actually just wrapped up a project with them the other day. Are nice. you the ones
0: who leaked the tax returns? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was us, actually. That was Mather. No. Uh, <laughs> you you had to cut that out. <laughs> but, we we're just kidding. Uh, yes, for legal reasons. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Not but a doctor. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty interesting, but I would say that... Being in that position, we were actually well positioned for these types of you know economic you know downturns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've actually been doing pretty well. We're getting still some new business. I mean, we took a hit like everybody else did, but I think it could have been a lot worse. You mm-hmm. know, I'm... did you guys have to lay off anybody? Nope. Um, well, we did lay off one person, um, <clears throat> but, but he was, that was... a shit head Huh. <laughs> that person was not good well no she was great uh she was just um,
0: the office manager and we don't have uh, a lot yeah, of on-site stuff no more donuts yeah no
3: yeah. more donuts you know no, no more snacks no more in the Bell kitchen Vita yeah. breakfast yeah. No. Uh,
0: did you guys see at, at least at first maybe or even now like some companies that even though their sales could be increasing their subscriptions could be increasing that they still cut spending in preparation of yeah. what yeah you come? saw A huge slash in budget for advertising and things like that. Like Mm -hmm. those, pretty much,
3: we were working with some advertising projects for some newspapers and they just pretty much fell off because they're like, well, we don't have it in the budget anymore. So you're Mm -hmm. definitely seeing a shift in dynamic. A lot of people at first were, even though they were well positioned, they were getting digital subscriptions. Those digital subscriptions, usually have intro periods of like six months and they're actually almost non-profitable if you think about the acquisition costs and things like that for a particular digital subscriber. So you might be paying 25 cents, maybe even less a week um, for a digital subscription for your first six months in some markets. Yeah. And then Uh, you don't resubscribe. Yeah. And if you don't resubscribe and things like that. So there's a lot of risk there. So even though they had an uptick in um, volume of subscribers, advertising revenue went down. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you get more money, right? So you make money off of every account, even if they're not paying a weekly fee or a subscription fee. That's a lot because you can make advertising revenue off of them. Mm. But because advertising budgets were kind of changed and things like that, yeah. you know, there was <clears throat> the CPM for a lot of these things, you know, went down. So they're mm-hmm. not getting as much revenue per person as they used to. Right. Um, I can only
2: imagine the uh, the advertising and marketing market of like digital signage or any other um print or signage industry in New York has to be like decimated right yeah. now there's yeah. like nobody there to like to get an ROI out of that.
0: Yeah. Imagine the taxis. You yeah. <laughs> can't get any ads on your taxi. Yeah. You
2: do taxi ad um yeah, uh, we do, do
0: we do taxi subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Taxi subscriptions. Um <clears throat> I was going to ask uh does the election have any influence on um I guess uh what your Analyzing, yeah,
3: like, always, yeah, always have a, a uptick in subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, and you get a lot of complaints. So we use a lot of complaint data to analyze behavior, um, hmm. and so you'll just see uncharacteristic um, behavior during election times, um, especially in recessions, or if you have, like right now, a pandemic. <laughs> you know that's mm-hmm. a very pretty unique one, uh, but usually in all of these different. Scenarios. if you're working with historic data, you want to make sure that you're accounting for that in some way. Um, that must so, be hard to,
2: um, I guess, articulate because of how we have changed so yeah. drastically. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can't rely on historic models as much as we used to.
3: Yeah, well, there's actually some pretty good material that was out. I think it was the Wall Street Journal who put it out. I'd have to double check, but um, it might be somebody else, um, so don't quote me on that. But <laughs> <laughs> there was um, an article about you know data science roles and how... You know, you're working with anywhere from, you know, small markets with a year's worth of data, maybe less, to big markets where maybe you have five years worth of uh, subscriber history and all of their behavior, and you're analyzing that to help predict future behavior. But for the most part, that's works, right? It works in, mm-hmm. in most cases. But now you're having this pivotal point in history where the behavior might actually be permanently changed. So like, there's these ideas that all of these models that we're currently using in any kind of data science role at any company, not just mine, um, where the data is actually kind of trash almost. Where it's like you can yeah. just get rid of it because it doesn't represent true behavior now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what a lot of companies that we're working with are, are kind of you know, pivoting on. They're really trying to ingrain themselves into the digital space and digital media um, because they see that as a future and print, which everyone – has already kind of felt, you ask any teenager, they're like, what's up, newspaper? Um, So those types of things are are definitely declining. They're still pretty common. People still get a lot of newspapers. I mean, uh, but I would say that the the goal now and the behaviors are starting to veer towards digital um, behavior. And obviously, you've got companies... That are in the forefront of that, like you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon. All that, mm-hmm. you know, they have internal data science teams that are what? Doing, no way. <laughs> yeah, that are doing insane, insane modeling. So they do use our data. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, everything you use, they use your data. I, I don't understand how people will get mad and be like, I can't believe Google uses my data. I'm like, do uh-huh. you pay for Google? And yeah. like, yeah. no, and I'm yeah. like, look what you paid for. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: have a lot of. I, I see. I'm seeing now a lot of um, older generations who adopted Facebook. Um, kind of after we did, yeah. Uh, you know, like your parents or whatever, boomers, yeah, and exactly. And they're they're now like realizing, like a lot of people are watching the social dilemma. They're yeah. reading up on these uh, exposes mm-hmm. of how uh, big tech companies are leveraging your data and collecting it, and they're shocked. Yeah. Um, they're like, I can't believe, it. and and I'm like, yeah. I've, I've known this for a long time. This is right. isn't anything new, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be anything. You, sh- you shouldn't take a a massive Netflix doc to.
3: Well, expose you know this. It, it's right? really interesting because they don't tell you. There's no reasoning. um There's no law. It's the it's the wild wild west right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're living in it in terms of data in the um, US, autonomy, at least, right? Huh? In the U.S. Yeah, at least in the U.S. Because you have yeah. things like GDPR mm-hmm. out in Europe, and those protect the consumers. You know, you have to not. You cannot use. Personal identification, i uh, personally identifying, I forgot the term. Yeah. Uh,
0: you can't identify people with it, right? So you can't use right. like age, gender, you know, all these different like, you location. Even, you can't even like, like things like IP addresses and nope. stuff like that. Yeah. And yep. I think isn't Germany like one of the most strict in, in terms
2: of privacy? Germany is extremely strict. Yeah. 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 Um, even like, if you go to use Google Earth mm-hmm. and you go to Street View in Germany, almost half the buildings are all blurred mm-hmm. out. Really? Because they're not, yeah. Have you ever oh, noticed wow. that? It, oh. It's because in, the, in, in Germany, they have laws yeah. against doing that. Well, it's probably
0: I mean, mostly the EU in, in general. Mm. But I bet Germany, since they're like one of the, I think they're the largest economy in the EU. Yeah. They probably have the most uh, persuasiveness in, in their Congress, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Guess, yeah. But
3: yeah, so there's protection for those types of things out there. And that is actually recent. That's not like GDPR has yeah. been around for years and years and years. It was I about it, three years ago. Yeah, it was right it, when I
0: started work for my company. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because, uh, I think it's a pretty good thing because yeah. it, it protects people. I mean, like you can say, well, people shouldn't just not be dumb, but, mm-hmm. uh, and accept things. But like, let's be honest, that's just how the world works. Yeah. So yeah. it's nice. I'm sure there's some, some things about it that aren't uh, so good, but it, it's interesting. Cause it was like, it was like, uh, you have until this date to comply with it, yeah. and it must have cost probably we, we worked co- potentially with some, in the hundreds some companies of out billions. in the Netherlands that had to you know right. work through that. Uh, and My company sure had to do yeah. that. They had to change a ton of our software to be compatible mm-hmm. with it. Everything we did, because if e- even in the U.S., <laughs> so like if we have customers outside of the U.S. and the EU, all of our stuff has to comply with it.
2: Yeah. So that's why if you guys noticed, it was like a year or two ago where every single like software or uh, app that you use was like we're updating your privacy you must accept in yeah. order to yeah. use well yeah everything we'll you see now today it. it's like hey yeah. you're
3: using cookies Accept or you can reject yeah. your yes. cookie you, have to usage, it. Yeah. you know and that's that's a huge thing that's a good step in the right yeah. direction you know, there's a lot of you, know, you can google any ted talk right now there's probably a handful of them on data privacy and data mm-hmm. autonomy uh, and data ownership and people are starting to consider well your data's obviously worth something, right? There's some monetary value to your data. Um, And so in these transactions where you get these almost free to use services like Google search engines and things like that and Gmail accounts and all that stuff, um, we like it, we like it, right? Because it's free and it's very useful. It's almost become ingrained in society. You can't really get around without an email. You can't really get around um, without the internet at this point uh, and using things like Google. And, you know, during a pandemic, you probably used Amazon. You had to, right? There was no other way. 100%, yeah. yeah. Uh, And so... People are saying, well, shouldn't there be more compensation for that? Like, shouldn't you be compensated for having data? And I think that's a little bit ridiculous because how do you even go about that? I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, anything can – I just haven't thought it out enough. I don't have a, the answers there. They could do it, but it would be – a. It, it's almost like, okay, well, now we
2: could
0: expect face, Facebook to do a subscription model now. Yeah, some, so, some people do pay you. You can we, download apps that will pay, pay you for your data. a small yeah. amount of money to, mm-hmm. like, just have the app running on your yeah. phone.
3: But the multitude of, like the magnitude that you get, right, it's like orders of magnitude higher, the worth of your data, how yeah. a company can use it versus what you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that people are talking about. It's like, well, yeah, i getting Google Gmail for free, but like they're using this to make millions of dollars, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think people, I think there's some people that definitely have problems with any of their data being collected at all. They've yeah. got those hyper, hyper privacy, you know, they value privacy very, very much. But then you've got people, I think, that is the majority of America uh, in the world, probably. They're like, yeah, if it's just telling me what ads, you know, it's just like giving me like, oh, it knows that I bought this. Like, I bought this couch. Maybe I need pillows or something or like whatever. So it's like, yeah, that's fine yeah um, it's but, also
2: like a double edged like if you're posting every single meal what you ate and telling people how you feel on uh, yeah. on the hour every hour, and then you go out and complain
3: about people using your data and selling it yeah um okay. I think that's a I think that's kind of unreasonable that's what they would call well, willful ignorance, you know it's yeah. like oh how could they <laughs> be doing this? but I think it's fine to do that. I think morally that's okay um it's not okay to be really, really sketchy with who you sell your data to. Mm -hmm. So if you, as a person, are using Google and then Google stores that in a a Google warehouse, right, or uh, or I guess not warehouse, but like a Google cloud, right? Yeah. Uh, And so they have this, and then they're just selling it to third parties. Um, That's insane, right? Because those third parties can be using things, the data for nefarious purposes. Mm -hmm. And we already talked about a lot of the Netflix social dilemma. We talked about Cambridge Analytica. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. those are big issues right and that's what i'm talking about with the wild wild west here is like we do need some legislation california has Mm -hmm. already started a lot of data privacy Uh, we can't do a lot of personally identifying information anymore uh with california residents yeah um and that's good but i think that people may be overstepping a little bit much i think if we were to require companies to be transparent about how they're using the data and then you know and not in those super, super complex user agreements. I'm talking that it has to be in, you know, normal layman's yeah, terms. has to be yeah, layman's terms yeah. and it has
2: to be able to it's it should be consumed in like maybe like two two page worth of yeah. scrolls, you know. And be very yeah. transparent about who you're you're giving your data exactly. to. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And there has to be some legislation around who can who can you sell data to, mm-hmm. right? If you are a data collection agency, there has to be certain standards. You can use the data. You can buy the data. I mean, you can take it. You can do targeted advertising. I think that's fine. But I think people get scared because like, oh, the legislation is just going to be you know, like GDPR or worse. It's just going to like, all data analytic companies are just going to fall apart because we can't use any data at like a personal <laughs> level anymore. But Russell, you know?
2: we live in a free market. Yeah, it's a free market. <laughs> what my are you ask. talking
0: I, about? Um, I think, I, I think uh, like using Facebook and then Facebook just like recording how long you look Mm -hmm. at ads or other people's posts, whatever. And then using that data. I mean, that's, I think that's probably pretty expected from anyone, but Mm -hmm. when they do things like when you're using Google incognito, yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, websites or even Google still tracking what you're doing mm-hmm. or in your yeah. Facebook messenger when you're talking, having a private yeah. message uh, chat with someone, them using that to advertise or sell that data. That as is well. that is a huge invasion of privacy. And I think that that should not be uh, used. I, I think was that- I was in the
2: shower and I was talking to Jane or uh, my wife, Janie, uh, who was like doing her makeup. And I was like, do we need a new bed? And I said, I just said it once. Yeah. He was like, yeah, maybe. And then literally we sat down for breakfast and it was like all purple ads. Yeah. I mean, my sister <laughs> yeah. was my sister wow. was planning like her right? wedding. Yeah. I think my phone was like in the next room. I'm yeah. like, how did they get
3: there? My how sister was planning her me? wedding. I was like, oh, she should do it in Jamaica. And then like I go on Facebook two seconds later
0: and it's like to trips Jamaica. to Jamaica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty cheap. Extra flies. And nice. I was like, that's
3: pretty cool though. Yeah. <laughs> I could do one of
0: those. Did, that, didn't that happen when I was in South Africa and mm. I was telling you, wasn't I telling you I was going to buy the purple bed then? Yeah. And, yep. then and then I started, started getting, started getting, getting yeah, ads. I think I, I texted. No, I think it was on a phone call. Maybe it, it, it? may have been on a phone call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. it, maybe might it was have been, text. Yeah. It wasn't phone call probably. <laughs> but I was in South Africa. Bottom line is
3: I think data collection is fine, mm. but there has to be some more like rules and regulations yeah. around it and ethics around it. I think mm-hmm. there needs to be a discussion about ethics. Um, I don't think people currently, though, in legislation have the hands on knowledge. I mean, you've seen a lot of the. Uh, interviews with Mark Zuckerberg, right? When he had to go to Congress and talk with them and all that yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like Zuckerbot. Yeah. Yeah. Zuckerbot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to explain like for most of it, it was kind of weird because he's insane. Like he's an alien. Uh, but some of it was like basic stuff <laughs> people yeah, were that like, Congress had no idea yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you can't have these people writing laws and regulations exactly. about something that they have no idea how it works yep. or its benefit because that's how you get those negative externalities are like, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions kind of thing, right? right. It's like, oh, well, fuck, we're going to screw ourselves over mm-hmm. if we let these people do it. You have to have real experts really write those laws and, and regulations. And I think for most of the people I work with in data science um, and data analytics, we don't think that the data like, – obviously, we're biased. right? We're like, this is my job. <laughs> but uh, I, I personally don't have an ethical dilemma with what we're doing mm-hmm. um, when it comes to collecting data and helping figure out – Who's more likely to stop their subscription and help yeah. a company send touch points out to be like, hey, we just wanted to let you know we appreciate you
0: as a customer. Well, that, like that logic and that strategy has been around yeah. since the dawn of yeah. marketing. It's just being yeah. more on an individual It's Being leveraged level. differently. Yeah. Before computers existed, that was a thing, newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: so doing that is fine. And even the targeted advertising is okay. Mm-hmm. I think actually people benefit a little bit from targeted advertising yeah. um, because. Advertising works (laughs) and sometimes you get advertised things you don't want, but you miss out on things. There's so many products that I've bought, uh, that I really, really love, um, because of targeted advertising. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, it matters. It's good. Um, but good, you know, it's not like benevolent, (laughs) but, uh, I think that there's needs to be a line drawn in the sand when you can start selling data to, you know, foreign enterprise Mm -hmm. and that's influences elections, you know, things like that. Um, you know, because there's, it hasn't been hard proven that that happened. I strongly, personally believe it did, yeah. uh, and I think most people. I think it's a general not. consensus. Yeah. yeah. Why, why not? Like, why yeah. wouldn't
2: it have happened? And yeah. we and we do it to other countries. Yeah.
3: I mean, come on. Yeah. So, in in my thought, there is like, okay, well, that's wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let's not let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're just in a, this vicious. We're in this cycle
2: where where. In any like new innovative technology or process or what have you, where there's like it's wild, wild west, like you suggested, yeah. then something happens. Like that's why we have safety protocols in yeah. in um, in uh, factories, right? A yeah. couple people had to die before yeah. there's some safety you have coming in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we're in that thick where we're right before. Regulation comes in yeah. to protect its citizens or the yeah. users,
3: and a lot of people. You're gonna every fucking libertarian listening to this right now is gonna be like, well my government <laughs> no longer involved in my free enterprise?" Yeah, and I'm like, "No,
0: no, 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 no. Yeah. That's yeah. not true." There's uh, got to be a little give and take. Yeah. There's, there's. I mean, anything digital, I think right now is is very wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. Like uh, tech companies, yeah. which most AI. people think a lot of them are monopolies. Yeah. AI, yeah, that's yeah. a huge one. Um, like even the FCC doesn't know what they want to do with the internet in general. Yeah. Like, do we control it? Do we leave it up to be free? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's it's crazy because you
3: start off with things like Facebook and Facebook was almost just like a parallel or substitute good for MySpace when we were really, really young, right? Yeah. And then we started using Facebook and everyone's like, oh, just a fun little thing. And then it turned into something that's integral. Like, you can't even sign... You can sign in with Facebook mm-hmm. for other third parties. Like, if you want to go... To, like, I don't know, you make a new PlayStation account or something. It's like, you can log in with Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. how does this Japanese Sony company get influenced <laughs> by this small little American? Like, well, it's not small anymore, is yeah. it? <laughs> so. And
2: please, people, stop f- signing in with Facebook. Yeah. Because once you do that, you're practically giving Facebook the okay to data mine whatever yeah. software you use to sign in with. Yeah. So they so start building these behavioral
3: though. profiles yeah. around not just your behavior on uh, Facebook, but... They start tracking you outside of Facebook, yeah. and then they can see what you buy in there and what you buy in mm-hmm. there, and that just increases the leverage of your data for them, and they're able to sell that at higher rates because it's more detailed, and they can put all of these you know machine learning models together to really, really target you. Uh, and that data is super valuable. But uh,
2: Russell, it's so convenient.
3: I hit is, a button it is and convenient. I sign in with Facebook. I think that come you, on, you sacrifice. People will always say this, uh, and. Once again, my libertarian friends out there will say, you know, uh, you have to sacrifice uh, every time you do something for like convenience or safety, you f- sacrifice a little bit of freedom, mm-hmm. right? And that's true. That That is that is not cor- incorrect. <laughs> uh, it's
2: a, it's, it happens everywhere, right? When yeah. you get into a car, the yeah. convenience of going from A to point to B point without having to walk, well, you sacrifice, you have to wear a seatbelt, right? Yeah. You have to abide by the speed laws. laws. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. perfect example.
3: And I don't, I think that. A lot of the time people are, yeah, they have these really strong ideals on the market or, you know, just like ethics in general. It's like all or nothing thinking. Absolutes. Yeah. And it's like in reality, though, there's so much more subtlety to things. And it's like, yeah, you can't have a hard and fast rule for everything. Some things you can. But when it comes down to data legislation, right? And people will be like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, being over,
0: like, I don't like big brother in this, you know, get involved. And it's like, well, the line you always hear is like, if they, if this happens, if they regulate this, then just imagine what they're well, going to do. That's, and that's, slippery slope that's, that's logic. the slippery yeah. slope logic. Yeah, slippery I slope. think is, is
3: once again, it's subtle. Sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't, but yeah. it's like to draw parallels to things that are not the same issue because they are fundamentally different. Um, I think is a, a logical fallacy. Uh, right. so and people need to be more okay with gray they need to be more okay with the middle group that's why the country is so torn right now is because no one likes fucking moderates <laughs> it's like it'd be there's you know people are like oh i don't want a socialist country and I'm like oh fucking cap- look, look at every like young person's twitter today everything is memes about fuck capitalism yeah. and all these other things um, you know yeah. and it's like i get it i get your your anger but capitalism is good yeah. like it works it works but it's The pure, best thing we have, the purest capitalism, which is what real libertarians want, is crony. Is that what it is? Well, so what happens is when you have the pure, and this is my opinion, This is my in my dissertation. Uh, so is uh, it really? No, I okay. don't have a dissertation. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But you got your master's. I, <laughs> I did get know. my master's yeah. degree from the lovely Florida State University. You can see Ooh, it right here. Sad. Shout uh, out! They but, almost won their game today. Yeah, well, almost oh, is a long gosh, stretch. <laughs> stretch. Uh, but. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> when you're working with capitalism and you leave it un- like unfettered capitalism, mm-hmm. in certain institutions, when you have like the current, like let's say our political system, right? So our checks and balances is ripe for corruption, right? Um, so when you have unfettered capitalism, it can usually lead into something called crony capitalism, which is what we deal with a lot of the times today, where it's like everybody. Has their uh, well, yeah. Everyone buys politicians essentially, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, like big industries, you start getting these monopolies. You don't have any antitrust law, uh, so you just have monopolies occur, and then they start putting money in politicians' pockets, and then they can control things. That's crony capitalism. Um, and then if you have socialism, pure socialism, um, you you run the risk if you have not a strong political system, you will have you know full on communism and yeah. like just really bad you know, dictatorships and things like that. So it's about, there's this idea in classical versus what they call Keynesian economics. Whereas in Keynesian, they're like the government has a true role in the economy. And if you go to Florida state, which is a a bought out by Coke money, uh, not uh, (laughs) Coca-Cola. Coke brothers. Yeah. The Coke brothers. Um, And there's tons of, uh, Um, Colleges of economics around the United States that's bought out by Coke money. And they push this rhetoric of anti-Keynesian thought, you know, um, Mm -hmm. where it's, which essentially means, you know, there's no government involvement, Mm -hmm. you know, the market is self-sufficient, the invisible hand, Adam Smith, all this stuff.
1: Yeah. And it's like,
3: do you
0: think that they actually believe that or, or do they do that? They benefit from it because they it. it. but they don't, no, no, I know. I get that. But do you think they actually believe that's the best, uh, Some people do.
3: Some people really do
0: believe that unfettered
3: capitalism is the best solution Mm -hmm. for any market to grow. Um, Oh well, that yeah to grow. Yeah, well even (laughs) even to sustain itself. Yeah, because it's just constant. They think of it as constant innovation because of constant competition. Right. But you never really truly live. It's it's theoretical models, right? It's very rare that you're going to see a long term empire have. perfectly competitive markets right in the entire economy that just doesn't work um not because it doesn't work it just doesn't happen
0: <laughs> like mm. in practice because um, where, where do you i mean once you've grown once you've hit this point where do you go from there you keep growing right yeah and yeah. so it just yeah it's a nightmare to think about um hold on yeah, we had a we had a really interesting
2: podcast. Um, I think it's number four or five where we talked about Venezuela, and we had yeah. our friend Paula on who um, was born there, and we talked about how it wasn't just socialism that uh, crippled the economy, but it was a single um, output or export kind of economy yeah. that, in, in combination of fixed pricing socialism, that really yeah. destroyed that country. And
3: those those thoughts from, like, libertarian side or, I guess, more conservative sides, are correct. You know, when you start putting price floors and price ceilings, you know, in large, important parts of the market, you know, in, like, major exports, you know, there's global implications on that. And there's also, you know, domestic, so for your country. So Venezuela, you know, and I haven't done a lot of reading on it. I mean, I know do econ all the time so but i'm mostly what they would call a microeconomist i don't do a lot of macro thoughts so when it comes to these types of policies i don't really know all that much um but i would say that yeah that type of regulation can be bad uh and i think that's ammunition for a lot of libertarians Mm -hmm. and those people kind of really far to the right on you know the economic issues
2: because i think i think socialism could work in smaller communities
3: Well, I would say that it can probably work in larger communities, but like I said, I don't think anybody should be having the conversation of, "Well, what's better, capitalism or socialism?" Yeah, and it's like that's that's apples and oranges. Yeah, that's you're comparing things that should not be compared because they're actually better together. Uh, the The perfect economy that I would like to see, and you see it already in places like Switzerland and Denmark, you know, all these Eastern European countries, um, and even places like Singapore. Like, have really, really free economies. There's this report called the Economic Freedom of the World Report that was actually uh, co-founded um, by a really famous economist that a lot of people know, Milton Friedman, mm-hmm. uh, who is pretty much a libertarian god. Uh, he was a monetarist, and he was like, yeah, free markets. Everything sucks unless it's a free market. And But he wanted to put together this report that ranked every country um, by – Their economic freedom and their economic freedom was an index of certain, you know, characteristics. Like what is your access to uh, money? So meaning that like you don't have hyperinflation or things like that. Um, What is the strength of your uh, judicial systems? So do you have like strong laws and regulations and things like that? And then, you know, certain other things like GDP output that most people care about and some other fields. And really isolating what kind of economic freedom do you have? Like if I go to Singapore, I can open a business tomorrow. Right? If yeah. I do it here, I have to jump through a lot of bureaucratic nonsense yeah right And so with all of these thoughts, you know you look at countries like Denmark and Sweden and Switzerland always ranking in the top 10. whereas the United States used to be uh, back in the 70s and 80s in the higher top tens, we've dropped out of the top 10. and this ranks about 152 sovereign nations or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, so yeah we keep falling down and down because of extra regulation. And that's libertarian side of being like, ah, see, government, bad, because we're yeah. losing economic freedom. Yeah. And these f- countries are having um,
0: much better success because they are more free economically. Yeah, if you're looking at those, those countries, like especially Sweden and S- in Singapore, it's extremely expensive to live there. Mm-hmm. And so it pushes out the lower class. And so when you have a, a, a country full of wealthy people... It, life's pretty good, right? Yeah, and that's definitely something you have
3: to look at. Those mm. are, are fields of interest that matter. But when you start looking at things per capita, you know, when you look at output, lo, uh, apples to apples, like why are they producing these types of things, or why are we producing them? Uh, what is everybody's comparative advantage? You know, you take these things into account as well as you know. There's a lot of rich people there. Yeah, well, why are there density. a lot of rich people there? How did they get to be so rich? Yeah. You know, you have to look at those things. Did a bunch of rich people in some other place just migrate there? No,
0: that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it does, but um, that's well, a different podcast. Well, I think <laughs> what, it, what a lot of it can be, like in Switzerland, I think they have pretty good uh, tax rates. There, well, so right? that's that, so that was my point. a lot of financial companies so
3: move there. The, the What I was going to say is that the libertarians take that as like, oh, regulation is bad. But it's like you look at those countries and they have really, really strong socialistic tendencies but they have relatively free markets, yeah. right? Because you in some have cases, high e- personal economic freedom. Yeah. So I don't understand that fallacy of logic from them on that. It's because, the, and this is once again my opinion, but the perfect economy is something where you have free markets, right? To a certain extent, but you have strong, very strong social safety nets. Mm-hmm. The government should always have some kind of role to play in things like public goods, Right, so no one is gonna build fucking roads, right? Because roads mean something different to us today than they did in the 1930s or even you know the early 1900s. Yeah, um, wasn't so, it Ford that built a bunch of roads? yeah. In, yeah. Like, and so it's like private roads were like a whole thing to talk about. You don't mm-hmm. hear. Unless you're they, they a libertarian them, nutcase, and you're like yeah. private
2: roads, yes. In Mexico <laughs> is a bit good, good example because a lot of the roads are actually built with cartel money. Yeah, it's not so. built mm-hmm. by the government. Well, but... that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a mess. Uh, yeah, but,
3: but uh, and I don't want to harp on econ for too long because I can go down a rabbit hole. That's I wish okay. the, it's all very interesting. Yeah, I wish so. the mafia was the ruling party. Yeah. <laughs> but what you'll find is is that countries that have you have the economic freedom to open a business. You know, there's not any. Real bureaucratic nonsense. There, they have strong taxes. You know, very good marginal tax rates, um, and you really do tax really, really, really exorbitant incomes. Um, if that income is sitting there, if that income is moving through financial markets and moving around, then that's okay. You know, but it's people who sit on piles. People think billionaires are just sitting on piles of cash, yeah, and they're like, right. no, they're not. That's going into the financial system. But what's interesting is that people don't look at the what they call the velocity of money. Of billionaires, and I think that's really hard to track. So explain that to people. Um, so uh, velocity of money is just when you have uh, a dollar exchange hands. So how many times does that dollar move around? Right? So
2: so Warren Buffett may have like. 50 billion dollars yeah he, but but you know a uh, portion of that is is being exchanged in the
3: yeah. market and yeah. moved
0: around daily most of it probably almost yeah. all of almost, it, all almost all of it yeah it's yeah. moved
3: around like he's not one he's not 50 million dollars or billion dollars liquid yeah right. right yeah it's not, uh, just, he's not sitting just, in a, just sitting on a, on a bank. huge he's not with duck you know <laughs> he's swimming in his money uh, just you know? like, yeah but it's still interesting because i would have a I've postulated theory that even though they're moving through it i don't know if the Velocity of money is slower with countries with higher proportions of billionaires hmm. uh, or like exuberant right side of the curve outliers. Um, and you might find that, oh, if we have a more evenly or just kind of normally distributed income levels, it doesn't have to even be perfectly normal, but just like pseudo normal, you can probably expect, in my theory, to see a better or higher velocity of money. Um, hmm. So I think that is is something to look at. No one's really done any research on that that I could find. Um, but I would love to. If anybody out there is gonna uh, <laughs> links for me, shoot my way. Um, but I keep going off of these tangents. But um, it's all good. Keep <laughs> the, going, buddy. The 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 strong economy is economy that has the free markets. You have the individual freedoms, and you have a strong government, right? And I mean, we have one of the best governmental systems. In the world, if not the best, yeah. the Constitution is great. It can be improved upon. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a perfect document, but I think with all the checks and balances that we have in our governmental system, it sets you up for really, really good success. So, government needs to just be refined. I don't think it needs to be overhauled. Uh, and then, strong social safety net. So, giving people the option that poverty is is just gone, right? Yeah. Um, and people, like I said, you have this absolutism theory where it's like, oh, well, it wasn't like that in uh, 1900, 1776. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, things are different. And that's the gray area I brought up earlier. It's like, you have to reevaluate, you have to synthesize the new data, you have to really make hard decisions. And sometimes they're not black or but white. But some gray. people
2: will be taking advantage of those social safety that, nets, yeah, Russell. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who
3: fucking cares? You know how much money is being wasted in bureaucratic systems right yeah, now? right, yeah. <laughs> It's like, so people who complain about that shit are fucking
0: infuriating to me. Yeah, it's, they're they're like
2: cherry picking. Yeah. Their they're they don't cherry pick.
3: There's
0: so many things. Everyone that takes advantage of everything. Yeah, people take advantage of tax loopholes. Yeah, yeah. Like, Our president does I it I love
3: how people, the people who tell me, oh, but they're gonna take advantage of the social safety nets. I'm like, isn't it you who like got 17 different emails so you get the same promo yeah. rate on Hulu?
1: <laughs> <It's> like, nice.
3: <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck
2: they're like, talking oh, you about. took the, that PPP money. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, cool. No, that's cool.
0: Yeah, what was it? uh, There was a bunch of big companies that were like uh, suing the government uh, because the government said they can't use their PPP money to pay the lawyers that they had to use to fill out the PPP forms.
3: (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? And that's the type of bureaucratic shit you want to avoid, (laughs) right? Like, and they're just doing
2: it because they can, and
3: they will get extra money and i will say that i've been harping on libertarians a lot i'm talking about the ones that are like fucking diehard libertarians yeah the unreasonable ones normal libertarians have more of closer to what i'm saying you know Mm -hmm. they might disagree with me on the uh, one of the most popular things that milton Friedman ever suggested was something called a negative income tax rate um Hmm. which was if your income falls below you know a certain threshold that has been decided on through analysis and legislation you get a negative income tax, will actually supplement your income just naturally, so it doesn't have to be. Oh well, if you have three kids, or you know, I have to go through unemployment, I have to go through um, the t- uh, child tax credits. You know, all of these different departments and different you know bureaucratic uh, systems for you know. Uh, financial aid for Mm. you know people who are struggling and are in poverty he's like just have one thing and people are like oh well that's impossible You can't really do that how are you going to manage that and it's like okay it's not impossible well now (laughs) it's fucking not because we have so much data yeah right and this goes right back to what we were talking about about data is that i'm able and this is there's part of this which is subjective which you have to have real conversations with your um congressman and you know they have to have legislation built and agree okay what is poverty right and that has to be local that's why we have state and local governments Mm -hmm. and they say okay well we know what the average price of groceries are here i know what the average rent is for whatever right so we have to as a community identify what is a minimum level of poverty right um and if you look at that and you say okay now we know what that is in terms of cost, right? Because we say, okay, minimum level of poverty for, let's say, uh, a person, a single person is, okay, you want to be able to have a bedroom and a bathroom or like somewhere to sleep, like shelter of something, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what does that cost for some kind of r- – for that square footage rent? Yeah, you It know? changes everywhere. It's Well, that's the thing. That's why we have local and state governments, mm-hmm. and we collect so much fucking data. It's not hard to get that. I could do that in a fucking day. Yeah. Um, And so you get all this data, and you analyze it, and they say, okay, these are the thresholds, and we through legislation, we agree, okay, this is that. This is the level. And then they know your fucking income. You have to pay income taxes. You have to file taxes every year. And so if you don't make that money, we would just supplement your income. This is very similar to what people say about um, universal basic income. Uh, Universal basic income and – negative income taxes can actually work together. I think that they might have more synergistic effects as opposed to being one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is you're able to, people, the people are worried about like, well, if I'm only getting a thousand dollars, that's great for the guy in Wyoming. But for me in California, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's why you look at it you know, by state and you adjust for inflation every two to five years or something. But yeah. wouldn't
2: you have run into the issue where you have then poor people from California moving to places where they, the safety nets are a
0: little bit better for them? There's already, say, safe, your safety nets in other states. Why wouldn't yeah. they move? Or, or or, the other thing is that, like, companies can take advantage of this because it's kind of like when you're a server. Like, mm-hmm. They pay you less yeah, money your minimum wage. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that this is wage. a perfect idea. No, but <laughs> I,
2: I, I can subscribe to it. I mean, right. I think we need to – like, I think Andrew Yang called it the freedom dividend. Yeah. Because he wanted to rebrand it. Because uh, universal basic income has such yeah, a negative. Every yeah. time you uh, say
0: universal something, yeah, people are like, universal "Oh, I'm, I'm paying studios. for the
1: people." And <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. I think that's a
3: lack of fucking empathy from a lot of people too. It's like, do you really need this? But there's there's a lot. To unpack and a lot to talk about that I don't think we'll be able to talk in full we've about. We've got Gross. all day, yeah, um, my friend. Yeah, what about— uh, I'm not going to rewrite the fucking Constitution
0: <laughs> here. Like little, Constitution. We've already, we've already rewritten it. How yeah. many amendments? But um, I do think that
3: there's definitely policy changes where you can—we we live in a data-driven age now and be able to really run high-end and analytics to figure out what the answers are. And then we just need to decide how we want to, you know, implement them. What strategy? I think
2: the the first step is to get congress, get people into our government that understand and can. That's leverage the problem. These yeah, you have to vote. Have, Mitch McConnell's and the the forever congressmen
3: yeah. that can never <laughs> get you elected You
2: need to out. actually get
3: yeah. economists and yep. people who have computer data science scientists. Data scientists. You know, data scientists. You need to have these people. Who have experience in those fields as well as policy form i mean i think we get a lot of good foreign policy people most of the time i mean not this you know uh cabinet but um yeah. for the most part you know if you get a poli side degree maybe you do foreign policy yourself or foreign economics and you go work for the government good but for the people who actually do real legislation it's very rare that you see them with high-end master's degrees or phd's mm-hmm. uh level of thinking and people you know i, I feel like there's this anti-intelligence uh Anti-intellectualism uh, movement going on, uh, where what do it's you like mean? people will be like, on. You can look on Facebook, you can look on fucking not YouTube. YouTube comments have gotten better over the years, <laughs> but um, you'll definitely see people be like, I don't care what some PhD says, uh,
1: some yeah. college learner boy, <laughs> yeah. fucking
3: geeks. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: And it's yeah. just
3: like
2: you don't. Like know it's sh- uncool to be smart. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm just like trust these people that had they're experts that was you you saw you see that a lot in like high school middle school yeah. like oh you're an overachiever oh yeah. nerd it's not cool to be do that but yeah. talk to that kid 10 years later and he's making six figures yeah. and you're still but also working people at are McDonald's. Just straight
3: up not trusting uh experts right. anymore they're yeah.
0: like you be a phd in like fucking infectious disease and they're like COVID's is not real yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's really weird too because it's like they want something to yeah. go against it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. People just need something a to PhD fight. A PhD used to yeah. mean something is what I'm saying. And people yeah. like treat it as like it's
3: fucking nothing now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I will say, I've met some PhDs that are dumb as shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, can you course. get a PhD and still be an idiot? Hell yeah. But yeah. you are not an idiot in no. that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you know what you're Getting a PhD, PhD about.
2: isn't, you, can't just, you know, can't just walk in and get a PhD. No, you cannot. Yeah. But not for at the same
3: time, you just get a PhD one time and then you never keep up with it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be just as ignorant as everybody else. It has to be active roles. So when you get your PhD or when you get your high-end graduate degree, you have to keep learning. You never mm-hmm. stop learning. You never stop studying. Yeah. And you have to keep the material up. That's why some of those good doctors and bad doctors because good doctors are keeping up with new practices and new medication. Bad mm-hmm. doctors are just using old – here, put some leeches on you. That will that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> bad I, doctors are getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I need another beer. Yeah. All right, I think. I'm, I'm at that them. point now where I'm like – I'm going to fix the country. (laughs) (laughs) You're on a
2: roll, baby. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We're going to, we're going to re up on our, on the beers here. Um, Do you, do you play in the stock market at all?
3: No, I try to avoid um, gambling unless it's on a, like a roulette wheel. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't couldn't say it better myself. The stock market is great if you want to do long term things. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, you know, just diversify your portfolio, put some stocks in, you know, leave yeah. that in there for twenty five years, you'll be fine. Yeah, it um, generally and historically uh, appreciates in value. Yeah, right. Active active market, or I guess active portfolio management is very rare to beat yeah. the market. You're better off just using index and mm-hmm. ETFs, and then you're done. Yeah, you, yeah. You see
2: that, all, like day traders and stuff. Like you can make money, um, but a lot of it is really it's risky, risky and it's unpredictable. in many, t- in yeah. many, like from day to day. Anybody who tells you they know what's going
3: to happen in the stock market is fucking lying. Is
2: yeah, or it has insider trading. Yeah, and yeah. that's legal. Yeah, so. and that's illegal. Yeah. Um, not if you're in government. <laughs> not if you're in government. Yeah. I don't yeah, see. I don't ever terrible.
3: hear libertarians caring about that. They're like. Yeah. inside of trading laws it's government when it comes
2: money. to like- personal gain and wealth a lot of people will um, uh, sway the other way you know like mm-hmm. i know a couple people that will vote just based on um, t- uh, reduced taxes mm-hmm. uh, well i don't want to pay more in taxes so i'm going to
3: vote republican or i'm going
1: to And i think do that's that. a
3: fundamental misunderstanding of where your taxes are going. Yeah. And that's a problem Is the government right now is very wasteful, and libertarians are right on that, is that we Mm -hmm. need to be more transparent with the American people about where their money's going. Yeah. Um, And once again, it's not really that hard with data, is it? (laughs) Like, people can—if you have a good data warehouse and data structure, you can track any and everything perfectly. And if you had the ability to say, oh, okay, well, the government uh, spent this much in the budget this year on, you know— Social safety nets or something. You can even do broad categories. You don't have to necessarily use that. I think that that's better to do. And then people will have, for lack of a better term, I think most people are actually empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if they can see, oh, okay, well, my money's actually going to help people. Right? Yeah, some um, people will say, oh, well,
2: if I if I know I can fix the homeless problem, I... I I'm okay paying more in taxes. And a lot of people, a lot of, thank you, a lot of economics or um, people will be like, well, if you really want to help, give to charities. Don't give it to your government because your government's going to waste your money. Your taxpayer's
3: money. Right. And so like, I don't think, I think that it's like an all time low in terms of trust to the government, (laughs) right? Like people don't trust the government and it's been historically that they've never had. Then it's like, how do you facilitate any kind of trust with your citizens, right? Probably a president that, um, unifies its people maybe no that That can't be it no that can't be it okay no sorry walls walls i'm stupid stupid. how do you keep them together (laughs) just keep them real tight real tight
2: real tight (laughs) um yeah i um i I dabble in the stock market a little bit but not not recently um it it's kind of weird to see. what do you do
3: do you like futures etfs um
2: Yeah, not not a lot of index funds or anything like that. I I'll pick a couple uh, companies I kind of believe in, and I'll kind of invest in
3: that. And And that's all you have to do. Yeah, that's all you have to do in trading. Just if you believe in a company and you think it's going to grow throw it some money yeah. and you get some money back. But what's concerning is when your, your
2: GDP falls 33% and your stock market is still in a bear. Like that's concerning to me. Yeah. Like, and that, and, uh, yeah. And in tracing that, yeah, the bull, yeah. Uh, tracing that back to like negative interest rates or low interest rates mm-hmm. and the government keeping those, uh, low uh, intentionally to artificially stimulate the stock market, or stimulate the uh, yeah. economy is kind of concerning. Yeah. And, but,
0: uh, I mean, that's the Fed, and yeah. I, like, they have all their financial models, and they yeah. do all their research. Well, the
3: Fed is, is, is a very interesting institution that a lot of people have very mixed opinions on. If almost every single developed country, especially the ones I talked about with like high economic freedom, have a central bank of some kind. And there's the idea of fiscal and monetary policy when you're working in—when you have governmental bodies— Um, influencing the economy Um, and that's Keynesian thought is to have fiscal policy aka like stimulus packages from the federal government Mm -hmm. and then you have monetarists who talk about monetary policy and that's the Fed's role in actually regulating the actual currency in some way Um, it's funny because back during the the Great Depression 1920 area they did the opposite of what they were supposed to do Uh, so like when you have um, these Recessions or these kind of low troughs in the business cycle. Um, you're going to want to pump money into the economy, right. but they actually restricted the money supply. So you can have uh, expansionary or restrictive um, monetary or fiscal policy. And so expansionary is when you pump money in, and, you know, and you know you sell all these uh, bonds. I'm sorry, you buy all these bonds and you know treasury bills. Uh, and so they just did the opposite of that, and they restricted money supply, and it actually went terribly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. The recession actually, i sorry, the Great Depression could have finally been, I wouldn't say over, but mitigated in mm-hmm. some way if they would have actually had a better reaction to that. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'll let the market figure it out. You don't need a central bank; just let currency
0: flow as normal." Capitalism. Um, and I highly disagree with that. But well, it's it can be. I think it can be a really complex subject because most of the policy that they uh, deploy is kind of like blanket. Like
3: well, that's the problem,
0: right? They want everyone to spend money because that's what keeps jobs. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, well, they want to keep the velocity of money. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, if you already lost your job and you're poor and you're given money, like you have to save it. Yeah, that is
2: true. Yeah that that's the scary part, and I think I've talked about it before, even on like I think it was Mike Prawl's podcast, which was our government is pro spending. Like it's going to encourage you to spend. It's going to encourage you to take out loans to buy Corvettes yeah. to, to spend, spend, spend where, and now we have a, like what is up somewhat of a 40% of the uh, population lives paycheck to paycheck or has mm-hmm. only
3: or around a uh, $400 in their savings account. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably avoid that with, UBI or negative income taxes <laughs> if people had the money to just live their fucking lives and not have to be constant robots that consume all the time.
0: Yeah, but it's also education too because there's a lot of people who will buy a lot of things they can't afford. I mean, yeah. like I saw a lot of it when we lived in uh, near Miami. Everyone had a Mercedes or a BMW mm-hmm. and I guarantee you 90% of those people couldn't afford that car. Nope. Yeah. I think
3: you see that Well, you have yeah. predatory practices like that, right? Like yeah. there's been, you know, we had that housing bubble right in 2008 when we had the 2008 financial crisis and that was what everybody knows now. Thanks to the big
0: short great movie. (laughs) Uh, great movie, Yeah. uh, You you get someone to be able to afford something by having them pay it for the rest of their life. Right. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but they were doing predatory practices on mortgages, right? They were doing subprime mortgage loans all the time. Right. And there's talk about it. You know, I don't really, I haven't read too much on it recently, but there was talks about how that's happening currently in the automobile industry. Mm. Um, where they're just giving subprime uh, car loans out, and people are just defaulting on cars all the time, and it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't have as huge of an impact as housing does. <laughs> right? Like, no, it's happening. There's not. a bubble, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I find that fascinating. And there's no, there's been regulation on um, housing and, and giving out subprime mortgages. Right. Um, but there's really not much on that on the car side now. So it's like this type of regulation, I think, is necessary. Just like we have. The same things with, like, antitrust law, like, break mm-hmm. up big banks, break up big—you can't have monopolies. Monopolies are bad right. <laughs> for the yeah. consumer. Um, so lack of responsibility in those in those
0: companies. Yeah.
3: Well, ethics are the whole thing, and that's when you start getting into subjective gray areas, and that's what people feel, like, icky. It's yeah. like, yeah. ah, there's no right answer to this. Uh, I can't say anything. It's like, well, there has to be an agreed-upon answer. That's how you have to do that. And, and you can— Get a con- general consensus or general agreement on something when you educate people, right? When you have high levels of education, yeah. yes, uh, and you have people in political power, you know that are not assholes, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're that, educated. That would fix and a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I,
2: when I went, uh, when I visited LA for the first time, I was, uh, I was visiting my buddy Matt, who was a behavioral um, adjustment coach for League of Legends a oh, pro wow. team i think it was phoenix the Mm -hmm. phoenix team um and so they had just finished their season and we went to like their end of season party Uh and they they all live in like a house in la like a big big house big pool Mm -hmm. guest house it's where they all play um and if you know anything about you know esports is it's heavily dominated by uh koreans so a lot of koreans play it um and so which one uh, the, uh, of the South nature <laughs> or demographic. Um, yeah, there's no North Koreans. Can you uh, imagine like there are, North Korea just fucking dominating just the Korea. eSports Is there, Is there a North Korean team? Oh, I'm sure. There has to be, right? I guess there is. I don't know. I they feel don't like live they, in they the w- United States. They Why don't not? have internet,
3: dog. How they're going to eSports?
2: In the chat, they're like, hey, uh, by the way, North Korea is bad. You should know this. Like, <laughs> banned. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I was at this party and we roll up and there's like Ferraris, uh, Model S's, uh, Lamborghini's, and um, you age out really quickly in in the sport. So if you're like 21, that's considered actually old. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of like 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds playing the sport, and they come over uh, and they're sponsored by these teams to live in the United States and play. And they all make like 150,000, yeah. uh, six figure
0: salaries. And the first thing they buy is really high end cars, mm-hmm. which $150,000 in LA buying a Ferrari <laughs> is like uh, the most insane thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was, I, I think it speaks to what we're talking
2: about where these kids are thrown a ton of money mm-hmm. and they spend it frivolously. There's and, no education yeah. on
3: it, mm-hmm. you know? You have some of them that are smart. They'll put it away. They'll buy a yeah, Honda Civic. There's always there. Yeah.
2: Honda <laughs> Civic. Yeah. Um, this but
3: podcast is sponsored
2: by
1: Honda Civic. Honda Civic.
2: <laughs> uh, visit Honda.com. Honda Civic. It works. Yeah, <laughs> it Good. <laughs> um, anyway, so I thought that was interesting. And, and just to kind of a point to be proven that um, education can... Oh, help
0: uh, us make better financial decisions. Yeah, most likely. But I mean, there's always still like people have urges. You want to spend money. Oh, oh hell we're yeah. About, we're talking about urges? No, we don't. <laughs> we're going to pivot this podcast and the the off. now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> At the Lucky can, dog we, after
1: dark. <laughs> <laughs> turn the light down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's getting
0: crazy in here. Mm. um I don't know. I, I've always thought uh, a huge problem. I mean, every, like, this isn't just me. Like, I didn't come up with this. Um, But obviously, uh, like if you take someone like Bezos, who has, what does he Uh, have now? Like 200 billion? Something crazy. Right. Um, One and
1: (laughs) trillion.
0: (laughs) So, and and like 199 billion of it is like Amazon, right? I don't know. Probably not that much, but a lot of it, most of it. Most of it is. Yeah. It's it's all got to be coming from like Zappos. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and so, uh, like, you have to you have to somehow uh, put that money back into the economy so that other people can earn it right like he i don't want to say he's sitting on it cuz it's not cash yeah. but so so here's the problem is if amazon stock or his portion of amazon stock increases by 20 billion dollars this year mm-hmm. the only way to get money from him is to decrease his stake in amazon mm-hmm. and so if you mm-hmm. taxed him every year based on that amount he would eventually at some point become but but have a like uh, a non-majority stake in amazon Mm -hmm. right yeah i guess so um because it's not cash it's not like like if i earn a hundred thousand dollars Mm -hmm. that's just cash being put into my bank account and then i do whatever i want with it but the government can say you we're gonna take uh twenty thirty thousand dollars of that but for him it's like he's making a value in his portfolio Mm -hmm. right and in his stock so now, now what are they going to say? Give us like twenty shares of Amazon or twenty shares of whatever mm. else you own. Because he's not cashing it out, and right? They can't yeah. tax. The I mean, what's money? his salary? Yeah. Probably like a dollar or something, right? Yeah, it, it's a
2: loophole.
3: So he it's doesn't same thing with like Mark Zuckerberg. as much as of right. his wealth. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's not as benevolent when he's like, I'm donating my entire salary. Yeah, and right. it's just like. No. What? Okay. <laughs> quite frankly,
2: I'm yeah. going to be donating majority of the salary. Ask
3: a lot of people. I've donated. I've donated yeah. quite a few. Yeah. You know, a ask anybody. That, they'll tell you I'm one anyone. of the best donators. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know
0: a lot about donating. Quite frankly, I'm super no, not, no not a lot about donuts. You fat piece of <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so how do you, how, I mean? How do you fix that kind of problem?
3: Fuck if I know, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like once again, I, I'll reiterate that it comes down to you know a lot of these macro thoughts right because when you when you have these types of implications cuz usually if you do that on an individual uh, in, sorry invi- individualistic level you're not going to have a huge issue but when you have somebody who has so much of the fucking – like when you actually have like a percentage mm-hmm. point or more of the gdp yeah. that's a weird issue right, yeah. Yeah? right. Like, can you imagine if you're like oh, i'm 1% of the gdp it's like yeah. what
2: <laughs> but yeah the the capitalism has worked really well
1: for you. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> really? you won capitalism. <laughs> you won. You won. Yeah. yeah.
3: But I think that it's, I don't, I really don't have an answer to that because there's so many different levers that move when you do that. When you say, Oh, well, we're going to restrict that. And we're going to put legislation on that. Oh, well then that, you know, changes somebody's behavior over here. Cause they're like, Ooh, well I can't do this. So yeah, well the real innovation in capitalism is how you can avoid tax. <laughs> it's like, that's what people are just coming up with yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well, so you you just, when you, the when the more you, money you make, the, the more successful you are, right? Yeah. yeah math. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. I don't, I don't know if we have the answer. Maybe Bernie Sanders has the answer. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: take <laughs> half of it every year. <laughs> um, no, I mean, to me that seems like, like, I think we have two major problems in the U.S. One of them is education in general, not just about, um, spending and taxes and all that, but, but like believing what you see on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like actually, like trust the things that you that you have a history with. Like, pe- like I trust you guys because I've been friend. Well, I don't really trust Russell that much, but yeah, uh, I don't trust myself. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> don't but, give me another beer. But I've been, I've been <laughs> friends with you guys so long, and I know, like, I can. You know, if you're telling me something, I'm like, okay, they're a good friend of mine. I'm going to trust them. But if I just see a headline on Facebook or Twitter, then like, why would I trust that? It makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, I think
3: th- that's such a huge issue right now because of. Social media and just everybody being so connected all the time is that false information can spread so easily, and it it's unfair because it vindicates the people who are spouting fake news all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's
0: fake news. That's fake news. That's fake news. It's like, well, it
3: could be because <laughs> like it yeah. happens. It's, uh-huh. not, it's you're not wrong.
0: <laughs> or, or, or a lot of fake news. Like fake news isn't just like somebody writes an article and says Chase uh, shits in his yard every yeah. day, right? Like, that's fake news. But fake news well, can also no. be, like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe Joke's Chase said... You. Maybe Chase said, um, I shit in my yard uh, when it... Like, oh, to kill breaks. the snakes. So someone's like, Chase shits in his yard every day. <laughs> yeah. Because or he could like have snakes Chase there. Chase is an animal abuser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, context matters. Right? But, like, uh, I think Biden in the last debate said something about how... Um, like the US was or someone was great friends with Hitler at one point. And so so people are now saying that Biden thinks that like Hitler is our friend. Mm. I like how you said this was gonna like come out in January. So like this debate <laughs> is gonna be like completely irrelevant.
3: Much.
2: Yeah.
0: That's okay. <laughs> oh wait. So um wow, this is crazy that Wow, Biden I can't believe election. Biden won. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Trump won. Yeah. All right, we can use those sound bites yeah, later. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll edit it. In- I can't believe you have it's camera. not butter. <laughs> yeah. Since we're recording it, you have to like edit the lips to yeah. move. Yeah. I'll just be like, I can't believe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> turn around. The other so way. People can't see your lips. Um, yeah, I was. I think we had a good like maybe decade of where like like okay. So before that, maybe like in the '90s, '80s, or whatever. Even before that, if you were a good liar, you could lie mm-hmm. going unchecked. Because nowadays you know, people can fact just pull it up on your Google, there. But now you, but you, can so you much trust disinformation and fact- <laughs> in, in reality so of the internet, yep. people are now me? distrusting the internet. So yeah. there's like there was a good ten years where like there's no bullshit. <laughs> you know, where they could fact check you and yeah. now
0: you can now. You can go. We're
2: going back to where you can lie again because yeah. there's so much disinformation. Do you
0: guys remember that. when we were kids when the internet was becoming a bigger thing and yeah. people were like, a lot of people lie on the internet. You don't you, you can't believe yeah. what you see on the yeah. internet. That was a thing, like Wikipedia, a thing. Remember,
2: you used to have yeah. to. You wanted to use Wikipedia and to, every to teacher do a was like, you paper. can't use Wikipedia yeah. as a yeah, source. you couldn't. Yeah. It's not a valid source. Even though
3: Wikipedia cites the thing,
2: yeah. so you could just like take the yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um but
0: anyway. But and that then,
3: was that was a fundamental misunderstanding of the teachers at the time. Like they don't know.
0: Right, yeah. And it's like right. if you don't know what's happening, you can't make rules about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then, uh, like ten years later or fifteen years later, wh- However long it was, it was like this new revolution of like, there's fake news on the internet. Are you yeah, kidding right. me? Yeah, what I see what? on Facebook is fake sometimes.
2: Clickbait. Oh my god.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't.
3: I don't have an answer to that. I think wasn't asking. Re- no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. Please so leave. <laughs> Reinstilling trust in your news sources is hard oh it's like what else can you do besides prove you know it's true but how can you prove it's true unless you straight up fly the person out there and put it right in front of their fucking face um you know because anything can be a lie anything you can literally it's a non what sucks is that they're called these non-falsifiable arguments right it's like the bible it's yeah. like
0: you'd be like you can't tell me it didn't happen yeah it's like that, well, that's, you, what, that's exactly what i was gonna say like yeah. imagine a hundred two hundred thousand yeah. years from now when they find things from our time they're gonna yeah. be like what obama was gay <laughs> 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 there's like
2: 20 sources yeah that's it's gonna be weird um, and it'll be like trump fucked a porn star yeah so we, used to like, well, to, we that actually <laughs> happened when you back in the day when before the internet when you wanted to do a research paper you had to pull out a dictionary and an encyclopedia and those were our, those were our documents of facts like yeah
3: but like how do we know the guy who wrote that like
0: wasn't just like exactly. he was a on. slave owner yeah. and he uh patronized women so. actually whoever did create the first dictionary yeah. probably was a slave owner yeah right yeah, just probably kidding. do they have slaves in the uk um, they still do now.
2: They still do. I don't know if we can bring that up. A <laughs> bunch of w- white people. Well, I guess you're not really white.
3: No, I would say that I'm probably not really white. You're half, you're white. half white. Yeah, I am half white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you've made
2: it
0: so far this entire time. That's why <laughs> just I talk enough, real good. Like, just enough privilege. Did uh, was who colonized Trinidad? Uh, Tobago. Tobago. No. It Bahama. is Trinidad and Tobago. Ooh, Those are the two different islands. Mama. Yeah, so
3: um, Trinidad and Tobago, one nation, two islands. So okay, you've got okay. the main island, Trinidad, and then Tobago is like this little tiny small island off right off the coast. It's you, the same you government. You ferry there. Um, and then the whole country is really just right off the coast of Venezuela. So you can – and we actually it's funny that you brought up Venezuela because there was this huge issue of Venezuelan refugees – going to Trinidad and Trinidad's like, we don't fucking have anything. <laughs> it's like <laughs> why we, you come in here? Yeah, it's yeah. like we can't do this, this for you. carnival. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. So people, that's yeah. Fun. Exactly. That's always a fun time. But um the British, obviously, yeah, colonized. It was British. Yeah. 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 Um sugarcane and oil. Uh Trinidad had the opportunity back in the eighties to be one of the biggest um like oil distributors, I guess. Like they had really, really good oil mines. I don't know oil wells. I don't know. Uh, wells, yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's like Venezuela.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, like, they're just ripe with corruption in that government. And you have this— Now, you mean? Like, <laughs> forever. 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 <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, not, yeah, I know. Right, forever, yeah. but
0: they had slaves. Uh, 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 yes, well,
3: they—so, funny enough, it's not just slaves. So, you had um, the British colonies, right? So, the colonizers would go over there. They would get African slaves— and then they would get Indian indentured servants. And the indentured servants, they would get some indentured servants from Africa too, but it was mostly just slave trade. Um, and they would go have them pick sugarcane over there um, and all that stuff. And what they would do is, once you'd done your enough work, the Indian people would either take land because they were offered payment for like shipment over there. I'm uh, oh, sorry, not <laughs> shipment, that was terrible. Uh, but the um, the possibility to own land in Trinidad after they've done their work, or they can just get passage back to India. When
0: you went own land, like they were, they had the option to be given a piece of land, or yeah, like a very small parcel. Of yeah, land. okay, where they could mm. build a house or something. Yeah,
3: or whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and a lot of people would take, you know, I want to go back to see my family, and they go back and they're like, oh, well, you've been gone fucking five years, ten years. We moved on. We don't know who the fuck you are, and so like they just go back and they would just start their lives in Trinidad. So that's why the majority of Trinidad is. Well, I guess Trinidad is primarily made up of African and Indian descent people. They have African and Indian races. You have a very, very small like Somalian. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Oh no, I said Somalian. What am I thinking of? That
0: is African.
3: You know, um, no, it wasn't because uh, that is right. Sweden. There's another Swedish <laughs> people. Ah, oh, I'm racking on the name for some reason. Um, we had a huge Guatemalan. issue. There was a huge refugee issue with them. In oh, the- Syrian? Syrian, yes. Actually, there's okay. a very small Syrian population. Wow, interesting. Um, because they immigrated there recently, yeah, or- yeah. And so, they, and they're actually one of the richer demographics there. They actually make up a good portion of the wealth hmm. um, for being such a small demographic there. Yeah. Um, but enough of that. But the Trinidad is pretty much split into political parties of like Indians and Blacks. Um, That's primarily how it's split up, and so like the current prime minister uh, is that he's he's more supportive of the black population, Uh, and I think the previous prime minister she was Indian, Uh, and so like they they go back and forth in that. It's it's very similar to how you'll see political divides. Via in India, like with the Muslims and the Hindus, right? You have a Hindu party, like the Hindu nationalists, right? Is a thing yeah. with uh, a prime uh, the
0: Modi, whatever his name is, or the other thing. What do they call that caste system? Yeah, the caste system, but and that's like m-
3: that's more of a, a class system, not necessarily so not really in the government. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, okay. I wouldn't really call it that, and I can't speak on Indian politics much more. If you want to go, check out fucking Hasan Minhaj on the uh, whatever yeah. it's called uh, or IndiaGovernment dot com. Yeah, the Patriot uh, Act, Patriot Act. That's yeah. what it's called. Netflix. Yep, it's a great show. Um, unfortunately, they, they canceled it. But are they? Um, is there a lot of racism that happens in Trinidad? Yeah, I would say that it's you know it's a small island. You got to get along. So there's people are people. I don't know. They have an island mentality mm-hmm. of just like chilling out, relaxing, all cool, shooting some b ball outside <laughs> the school. Um, but they uh, they have these terms for like when you mix with like black people uh i forgot what it was I- i'd have to look it up can you pull that up jamie uh, when yeah. uh mixed yeah when you have uh, trinidadian people mix with you know black people it's a, it'll come up oh I've, it's like a it's like a word yeah it's like it's a, yeah, it's, a, like a, it's, okay. a it's, it's like some derogatory term they use okay to a muggle yeah it's like a muggle yeah, yeah. it's for fucking ease of use let's say it's a fucking muggle uh <laughs> and so they'll be like oh if you're mixed with black and you were indian before it's like
0: oh you're this mm-hmm. and it's like well that's not a nice thing to say <laughs> yeah yeah they, yeah they did that in africa that was mm-hmm. part of the apartheid yeah oh. it was like if you were black if you were uh colored if you were indian mm-hmm. and i think it was like chinese or asian yeah. it, you were treated differently based yeah. on those different and that's exactly what they're they're doing there and so
3: like i think that has become less of an issue i'll say that it's not dougla? as thing anymore. Dougla? huh? dougla, dougla? Duke, yeah, Douglas? that's exactly right. Yeah, is it Dougla or Dougla? Uh, no. I, I don't know.
2: it. <laughs> yeah. fuck, fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I heard I I've heard, and I obviously never been, so I can't tell you. But like in India, I've heard they're pretty racist against black people
3: over there. Mm. Yeah, Hassan Minaj actually has a really good thing on that on oh, really? the Patriot. Act. Mm. Um, when we had um, the uh, George Floyd incident happen. Oh, okay. Um, so he did, actually like, did an special... immediate special kind of short episode where he just kind of called out, you know, the Asian population for being so fucking rude to, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard like, you're too. brown, you're brown, you're fucking, you think th- they're on your side, all this stuff, and you're treating all these black people like shit. And it's like, you. So, so what's that? I, I, I'm i not familiar with this. Oh, no, it's just like Indian people, and not just Indian people, like Eastern Asian and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, they have this idea that, you know, it's dirty to be black or something yeah, or it's like, they're like super racist there's a famous like I think it's a Thai um, commercial um, so if, from Thailand uh, they had I don't know. I think it was like laundry pods or something. And they just like this girl puts a black guy in a washing machine and he comes out as like a
0: beautiful like K-pop star oh or something. My God. <laughs> and wow. it's like really, shit. really white wow. skin. Oh, yeah. actually. So yeah, that is a thing in Thailand. So if you yeah. go into like a 7-Eleven or any other kind of convenience store, yeah. there's creams that you buy. Yeah. and Lightning it's like, cream. Yeah, they want skin, lightning cream. They believe that that's what beauty is to yeah. have the light skin. Having really, really light oh, skin. Oh, shit. Yeah.
3: And so like they see that and they're like, oh, you're ugly uh, because you have that. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's so okay. fucked up, man. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, I would say that that's not as big of a deal in Trinidad. Um, it, it is. Don't get me wrong. There's racism everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not really ever going to avoid that. People have prejudices. Uh, and I think education is really important on mm-hmm. trying to weed out those or kind of get rid of them. I think it's almost human nature to have prejudice. It is. because It's you your culture.
0: To, huh? It's your culture like it's a, it's a, yeah. it's in our genes yeah I mean, it's it's in it's on our it's in our monkey brains to like compartmentalize it, it things is, yeah. and make yeah. so so if people if people continue to diversify yeah. we'll have less differences exactly. and we'll hate less people yeah I feel,
2: I, yeah like yeah so, to to your yeah. point like people i feel like they have like a instinct to be tribal right it's yeah. kind of the way that the republicans and the democrats have thrived so hardcore yeah, us versus them yeah. kind of mentality yeah and, and I hate you because you're red or I hate you because you're blue well actually if we had a conversation sat down and talked we'd find that we have a lot of common interests and yeah. we're not too far different than you actually think
3: that's why I think the government should make it illegal to talk about politics
1: <laughs> 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 if
3: you get taught, caught talking about politics
2: yeah. you gotta immediately
0: go uh, right to jail, yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> to, jail. Right to jail right to jail to jail in North Korea Thailand China yeah other places yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about China, bro. North Korea, <laughs> right, to jail. Yeah. right
2: to jail. right they to have, jail. They uh, have
0: in in Thailand. They're having a lot of protests right now because if you say they have a monarchy there, yeah. If you say anything bad about mm-hmm. the government, just in general, like the the monarchy yeah. system, or if you say anything especially bad about the king or any of the royal family, you'll go to uh, jail. Yeah. And I think that right to, jail. <laughs> right to jail, right to jail. I
3: think that a lot of people in the United States like especially younger generations like fucking hate the United States. Like (laughs) they're just like very self-loathing in the country. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's take this with a grain of salt because we're not great. Right. We're not as good as we used to be. Um, We're falling behind on things like education. Yeah. Uh, We're not as ethical as we used to be um, primarily because of this cabinet, but that's my opinion. Uh, But the, idea of like America being like a terrible country, I think is, is stupid. <laughs> like totally. You, you're, agree. Yeah. You're, it's,
2: it's a, it's all the silver
0: spoon.
3: Yeah.
1: Type because who have never experienced
0: yeah. a fucking hardship in their life. And right. people are waking, people are becoming woke and they're like, Oh, we had slaves. Christopher Colum- yeah. C- Columbus was a bad person. Yeah, now this it's, and, that. N- n- now and it's, it's like, that, that's throughout all of history. Like yeah. Hitler was a person. There yeah. was the Holocaust. There was yeah. world war one. Like people killed each other all yeah. the time. There were slaves, uh, a yeah. long, long time ago. History is just bad. All countries have bad history. You can appreciate America, right? And you can realize that, hey,
3: there's issues and we need to work on them, right? I think that's that's fine. That's healthy. Blind patriotism is fucking stupid to me. Yeah. Um, you should never just be like, nah, America because yeah, America. It's like, nice. no, 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 America is where <laughs> yeah, I live and best. I want to make it better. Yeah. Um. I want my home country to be better than it is always, no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, but you should always do that with perspective and say, "Where are we?" Yeah, right? and say, where "Okay, have we come from where do we come from?" Look at other places, and we should try and help them too. Yeah. Um, but not you know for for you know, for like the
2: general public, and, and we're generalizing here, but um, being humble often comes after you overcome adversity, right? And no. a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of kids, a lot of kids and young people, I don't think have faced the amount of adversity that are our older generations have in the past mm-hmm. and um, and so I think that there and there lies the
3: problem of lack of perspective well that um, and I think kids and I'm not gonna I'm not one of those people who are like fucking kids these days got <laughs> <days>, lazy <laughs> get
2: Shit.
0: off my
1: lawn <laughs> yeah
2: but we're a th- part of that generation that hasn't faced a lot of adversity no, I mean no, we went through no, 9-11 and that was a big deal um,
0: excuse me I went through the COVID <laughs> of yeah we are going
2: through a, a massive I missed my prompt I missed my prom <laughs> of adversity, but you know, I think, I think, and this is kind of a little bit different, but, um, I was doing some research on, uh, Judaism and stuff just not because I want to be Jewish, but it's very fascinating. There's a lot of, a lot of things that you can learn from religion, but their explanation and this is more Hasidic Judaism. And again, I may be speaking out of my ass, but, but they, they explain why there's bad things that happened to us like why do people die why why does covid come and their explanation that was is, in the book yeah <laughs> in the in the in the, the book Kabbalah. Of yeah um they explain it like in, there is no darkness right there's only a lack of light so bad things happen to us be, so we can appreciate the good things in life hmm. um yeah and i think that that kind of um, relates to what we're talking about, right? Confucius yeah. also I said mean, it's that. like
3: the man who's experienced the the deepest sorrow is the one who can experience the greatest of joys. Exactly. It's like, it's all relative, right? You can't mm-hmm. really say... And that's a huge philosophical thing to talk yeah, about, too. Yeah, you know? almost
2: every religion I come to learn, not just Judaism, mm-hmm. kind of talks in that way, yeah. right? Um, it's their explanation of why do babies die, right? Yeah. Um, well, there's got to be a kind of like
0: a darkness yeah. to appreciate the stork the was too weak. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> a fat ass baby. Is that kind of the concept be- behind, like, I-, I don't know about all religions, but like just Christianity, like you suffer on earth and then you go to heaven and it's like ultimate paradise. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially is. Um, and, and that's kind of like a, um, it's a kind of like a nihilistic way of looking at things almost. Right. Yeah. Um, Nihilism would be like suff- it sucks here, and then you're dead. <laughs> I guess yeah. There's re- there's like little return in nihilism, yeah. right? Um, None. <laughs> if anything, it's negative return. Uh, but what? But what if you like that? <laughs> what, if, what if you like the idea of there's nothing? There's no return. Then you're no longer nihilist. You're an optimist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Realist. What?
2: Um. Here, here's something that's interesting. Completely off topic, but. Um, why is somebody, that duck orange sorry no. because he is um that was the topic he's a trump dunk dunk duck dunk. trump ducky truck um, tru- trump trump
1: truck, truck.
2: <laughs> trunk trump <laughs> the trunk of my truck um I saw something somebody pointed out the other day that they said that nine eleven um was the root cause of uh fifty shades of gray happening,
3: okay. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also so, agree. Can you explain
2: that? Hear me out, okay? So Jar- Gerard Way yes. was on a ferry uh, when um, the Gerard Twin Way Towers. Being, you're
3: talking about the singer of the, My He's the Romance.
2: singer of, the soon-to-be singer in that time of My Chemical Romance. So he experiences 9-11 firsthand
3: and is inspired to start a rock band. Okay. Wait a second. Pause. My Chemical Romance wasn't a band then? No. No, we were really young, weren't we? It's yeah. 2001. Yeah, Yeah, a
2: yeah. yeah. long time ago. So, so he's inspired and uh, and and moved by nine eleven. Wants to start a rock band to change lives or whatever influence, and comes out with uh, the Black Parade, right? Yeah. A, one of the most successful albums in that genre of all time. He, uh, the author of the Twilight series, I can't remember her name, is listening to My Chemical Romance's Black Parade album and is inspired to write a love novel between a, a normal girl and a vampire, okay? Goes on to write one of the best-selling book series um, of all time. The author of 50 shades of gray has a fantasy while reading yeah. Twilight series. We know we know
3: from that point, right? Yeah. It's like so
2: so I thought I was like that's that's crazy. Yeah. Like the that the, the, the it's like 6 degrees of separation or whatever yeah. and that 9/11 is the root cause of Stephanie that book that, that happening oh,
3: okay. vaguely reminds me of the um the thought of you know different pivotal moments in time diverting into different timelines right and one of them which is my favorite one is that you know it feels like things have been kind of shitty the last few years right like this is terrible shit happening all the time it's obviously 2020 has been a fucking wash we're
0: just gonna do another one after this yeah. um <laughs> but wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> <Renew>. <laughs> just like yeah we'll keep the same year <laughs> do one more but
3: a lot of people make the joke that they're like yeah the day Harambe died, he actually wasn't supposed to die, and it, like, <laughs> split us off into a oh, completely yeah. different, terrible time. <laughs> the trials and tribulations like, some, were- some guy on Reddit was just like, yeah, look at the facts. <laughs> it's like, after Harambe died, this, 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 this. He's like,
2: Harambe
1: facts, died, man. Trump won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like-
0: Everything that just happened. <laughs> you guys remember that uh, episode of The Community? Where yeah, it, the, the, the darkest dinner? timeline. Yeah, right? the darkest uh-huh. that's timeline, Kind yeah. of what
3: he was referencing too when he was talking. Dark about him, right? Abed. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. God, that's great. Um, I'd like another beer if that's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. Cool. Gotcha. We'll
3: see. I can get it. Actually, while you're doing that, or maybe not. I was gonna run to the restroom really quick.
2: I was as well. Oh yeah. All right. Cool. I'll <laughs> just sit here and uh, kind of give you a monologue, everybody, about what's going on with me.
0: I'm gonna run. It. We're gonna take a five minute break. <laughs> a 19 minute break. <laughs>
2: So here it is. It is the 24th of October. We are um, uh, one week from today away from experiencing what is going to be the most interesting Halloween um, the, our generation has ever experienced because we are currently in a pandemic And um, we are in a pretty high spike, especially in Colorado, where cases are topping approximately 1,400 daily, which is um, an all time high, even going back uh, topping April and May numbers. Um, So, pretty bad. But, um, you know, deaths are down considerably. Uh, Hospitals are about 30%, 25, 30%. So I was um, having a conversation this is great that I'm just here talking to myself but I'm gonna act like I'm talking to you which but you can't really no it's not no ginger beer is uh, like root beer <laughs> it's not alcoholic but you, we can make like Moscow mules with it and stuff we just need ice yeah okay um, let's do um, let's do some bourbon why not folks what do you think bourbon maybe uh, some bushmills? Some cheap Irish whiskey. It's not bourbon. Oh, we got a beer? Yeah, so we're going to do some bourbon, or uh, whiskey.
3: Some fucking
2: bar. I know. I you out. cleaned us out last <laughs> night, man. I didn't prepare. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, just neat, probably. Is that okay? I'll neat? take
3: mine with a little ice if that's okay, if you have ice. If you don't have ice, I'll take it neat. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, don't it's, have ice. It's, it's neat, man. We
2: ran out of ice, too. Beer, ice. Anyway, I was talking about Halloween and how different it's going to be. And I was talking to some of my coworkers who have kids and are like engaged in their neighborhood, and they were talking to me about how the different ways of distributing candy this year.
3: The PVC pipes, have you
1: heard of PVC pipes, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> there, so, so this, you guys probably already know this, and we'll see a bunch of videos after yeah. this is posted or before this is posted. But they're essentially putting PVCs on an angle so you can
3: drop the candy in; it goes down the PVC pipe, and the yeah. kid can get it in the I end. have a buddy who was talking about this literally two days ago. Uh, We had a virtual happy hour because those exist now. And um, we were talking about how he's going to do that, but he's got like this really fucking long-ass hill. And so he has to get like a 30-foot piece Oh, my God. And he's like, I think I might fucking kill a kid if I just drop like a hard piece of candy. The velocity. It's it's just just kind of fucking... (laughs)
2: <laughs> it should be a game. How many kids can you injure or yeah, send right? to the emergency room? Um all the kids have to wear safety goggles around the house.
3: What kind of candy would hurt the most? Oh, I would think, you know, you ever seen those um well probably okay, a jolly rancher cuz they're fucking dense. Ooh, right? Yeah. And they're sharp in some cases. Yeah, sometimes you got like that weird cut. It's uh-huh. like I've cut my mouth on a fucking jolly rancher yeah. before. Um Yeah, that would hurt. I, I would say Snickers or yeah. Snickers are pretty dense. Um You know, you ever seen those um those fireball candies? Ooh, yeah. spheres, you know. Yep. Yeah. A fucking jawbreaker
2: would be a jawbreaker. Wow. That's going be. That could be a campaign for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jawbreakers. We'll break your fucking jaw. <laughs> <laughs> this year, we're going to break your face. Essentially. <laughs> um. Thank you, sir. Wow. Look at that.
3: All right. Um, now we can start. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and did we? Uh, welcome to the podcast, folks. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. That's strong. It's whiskey. I never had that. <laughs> I thought this was. I thought this was uh, apple juice. I thought this was Fireball. Uh, cheers, guys. It's ginger beer. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Um, yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting. I think. I think for the most part, we can do it safe. I don't. I don't know if there's a big uh, concern about transmission of.
3: What well, she's? Well, I got another friend. She's, she's making pre-made baggies. Of yeah. candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, she's I heard just that to Make like two
2: of them. So, <laughs> so, so when you kids do kids. that, do you still hand those out? Do you put them on a tray for? Well, kids? you ever seen
3: those t-shirt guns? <laughs>
2: <laughs> dude, that's so odd. So instead of so the gumball or the jawbreaker, yeah. you just put it in a paintball gun. Oh my god, you just we got to arrest you. I, <laughs> like, I think I just FBI's like yeah. we got him. <laughs> All right, I'm not. I'm not suggesting to do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I'm just saying that would be. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's fun. Fascinating. Um the other thing I was gonna say, uh well, talking about like the safety and transmission of COVID, um, I saw something the other day on airplanes, yeah. How safe it is. I think we talked about it a little bit before, but they were saying that um in order that it's so safe to travel in fact and um despite, you know, what you might think since you're in a human sardine tube, um, flying for like three or four hours if you're making it across the United States but they said even though some airlines are doing every other seat that it would take up to 50 hours of exposure of sitting next to somebody with COVID to actually get enough of their viral load to become infected with I know I, know. So I, that love, was funny. I love using that phrase as
3: much as I can in anywhere so I can oh
2: baby let me give you my me fucking give you viral, my viral load.
1: load baby oh
3: yeah <laughs> I'm using that the next time I have sex in six years. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so uh,
2: I thought that was interesting because the first time I flew back in, I think it was May, uh, getting on right that plane and looking May. at all the faces, you know, looking back at you as you're going down the, the middle aisle, uh, it was kind of intimidating. And I think, you know, it was due to the fact that we were all still kind of. Terrified of COVID, we didn't know much about it at that time, but um, it felt compromising. And to know that they've actually done studies where, like, um, yeah. every three minutes, ninety-eight percent of the air is um, actually filtered. Yeah. Um I, I just want to encourage all of you guys to travel out there. This is Save like the, my business. Like, yeah, I was round- say, this <laughs> has nothing to do with your job, does it? No, I'm not
3: biased at all. This seems like the most roundabout way to have small talk and be like, How was your flight? Yeah. <laughs> so how was
1: your flight?
0: Like you did all this background. Yeah. Um my phone's actually pretty good. Yeah. So. Oh. So um, I, nasty, I heard you guys talking about Halloween and uh, how it'll be fine. We'll probably find out like after this comes out that Halloween was like the event <laughs> that, <laughs> that sparked the biggest outbreak of the all. The next uh, divergent of our reality.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Harambe comes back. <laughs> yeah. And Ebola. Yeah. I do have a full gorilla costume. Yeah, um, you do. You yeah. Do. So I'm. I've been Harambe for like the past since he died. Were you inspired <laughs> after he
2: died to he, buy it? Mm.
3: Just be him,
0: just in spirit. Sometimes and I just also, put it on, you know. Yeah. Is it is, is it a fetish? Harambe costume or is it just a gorilla? It
3: was just a gorilla costume. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you guys remember Ken Bone, like that meme. It was like that guy who had like the mustache. And he had like the big red sweater. Mm. It was like very viral, popular thing on the internet. But I also had a Harambe. Yes. Idea. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember him? Okay. Yeah. Pulled him up. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna be Harambone. And so I just put a red sweater over a gorilla costume. Oh, nice!
1: And I was Harambe. How hot
3: was that? Huh? Like inside? How sweaty did you get? Oh, dude, that thing is terrible. Gorilla suit. I sweater. Dude, the <laughs> thing is, the that. hair gets everywhere. Like Ooh. it's just don't It's like having a fucking threaten dog. Me with a good dude. time. Huh? So don't threaten me with a good time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how successful were you picking up girls uh, with the Harambe suit?
3: Well, I I was very strong because I was a gorilla, so I could pick up anything. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no. uh,
1: That's, no. That's
0: hilarious. <laughs> God, I hate and Russell will be appearing at the Met Gala. The fucking Met Gala. <laughs> wow, is that even open? Can we check? It's on like yeah, Hannibal wrist at uh, <laughs> no. the Met Gala. <laughs>
2: <laughs> two very different things.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you probably meant like the.
2: That's comedy, right? Something putting two yeah. very different things together. Yeah. Um. No, <laughs> in in a lot of cases, no, you could formulate jokes in that manner. I, I disagree. We laughed to die at on. the I had to the, pick a hill. The Hannibal <laughs> Barres and um, the Matt Gallagher. That was a kind of no. I just laughed because the way I said it. But, uh, po- folks, please comment below if
0: you thought that joke was funny. Uh, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> just dead silence. Yeah. It was. It was a completely canceled. Um, so like the Met Gala event. The Met Gala was completely canceled. Was, oh oh uh, no! Cancelled this year. I think they're gonna have it next year though. Well, oh thank God.
2: I was actually more wondering if the Met is open.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to figure out right
2: now. I think it is. I think they just.
0: So I think for the rest ago.
2: of the podcast, we're just gonna watch Hamilton, right? Is mm. that what we're gonna do? Yeah, I don't have Disney Plus because I'm not a psychopath. I'm a full-grown adult. I don't want them collecting
3: my Disney data. (laughs) I'm
2: a full-grown adult. I
3: don't want them knowing I watched Oliver and Company
2: 17 times in a row. Every single episode of Hannah Montana. (laughs) I'm an adult. I don't have Disney Plus. I'm sorry. I fucking do. There's something wrong with you.
3: You gotta split it. That's the way you do it with these subscription companies. You find a company that's like, oh, okay, sixty dollars for the year, seventy dollars for the year, and then you figure out how many people can stream at the same time. Disney Plus allows, I think, three or four different simultaneous streams on their current subscription. Yeah, it depends on how much you pay. Well I think it's like two. When family plan. the family. When you bought the first they only had the one package, yeah, It's like the family one. Right. Um, but for that particular package, so I split it with a couple friends and f- it cost me like ten bucks for the whole goddamn year. Um, yeah. so
2: okay. not a bad deal. I can see that. Is that some inside knowledge because you're we work with subscription based uh, data? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 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 I'm giving you the it's that's good. No, there really isn't you any inside folks. stuff. I mean
3: most people already know how to game the system, right? Like you have the you keep changing your fucking email or phone number or something. And these companies aren't – they're not stupid. They know you're doing this, oh, right? We, we see it in the data because yeah. your account number still stays the same because it's usually based off of like some kind of cookie or IP address mm-hmm. unless you're clearing your cookies. The people that are smart enough to clear their cookies out and put on ad blockers and different like tracking blockers, we don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh
0: Snowden. I, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I think uh the CEO of HBO actually said something about it once and it was basically like we know people do it. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. But it's such a small Population that it's like, it's not the
3: the juice isn't worth the squeeze there. That's order, what I was going to say is no. they have
2: to they have to understand what they're getting themselves yeah. into when they will I guess. Build but we'll code see that in the, data, man. Yeah. I'll see
3: we'll see people start stop start stop mm-hmm. after promo periods. We just drop them from data. They're not part of the analysis because they're not the characteristics. I'm sorry, they're not the. I would, you could say ordinary subscriber, right? Mm-hmm. They're outliers. And that's not the type of behavior we're trying to predict. Yeah. So if anything, they're going to bias our coefficients on any models that we output. So it's if, like
0: uh, Hulu for me. Mm-hmm. I, eventually, uh, at some point, they're like, we'll give you a free month. I sign up for it. Mm-hmm. I might end up paying one more month. Yeah. Uh, and then I always end up canceling it. They're like, we'll give you one more month. And then I get it again this, for this free. This reminded me of, of
3: my Domino's um debacle, or I guess not really debacle, because that sounds bad. It was actually a
0: blessing. Was it, it was when great. You, you were in, like, an intense game of Domino's? <laughs> no, no, no. The pizza chain. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> figured. Um, so, I had this... I had
3: ordered Domino's one day because I hated my life, and... Fair enough. They took... You know, the, the place is, like, right down the street from me, but it took, like, 40 minutes for, like, a medium pepperoni. Um, in reality, it was, like, seven large pizzas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and they... It took like 40 minutes, and then they finally got there, and I was like, okay, whatever. Pizza's fine. And I ate it. And I get an email from them, right? And let me take a step back, actually. they I actually use the app to order the pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got, like, a, an account on there, and they give you pizza points anytime you buy a pizza. Yeah. Um, you get, like, coupons and yeah. stuff like that. And so it gets you, like, 10 pizza points every time you buy a medium pizza. That's usually what I buy if I'm going to buy from Domino's. And you get 60 points. That's a free medium pizza. Uh, so... I bought that pizza and I had like 50 points at the time or something. Uh, and then the pizza gets there 40 minutes late. I eat the pizza. About maybe 30 minutes after I eat the pizza, I get an email from Domino saying, Sorry, that's not our standard of quality when it comes to delivery time. Here's a free pizza. Yeah. And it just added it to my account. Nice. Um, and I was like, Cool. And then I was like, All right, well, let me go ahead and. Get another pizza. You know. Right now? <laughs> no, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so a pretty good pizza bar. I can do it all on. Um, you know, so like a month or so later, I bought another pizza with that free pizza. And that free pizza gives you pizza points. Nice. And so I got a free, because I was at 50 points, yeah. and then I went up to 60. And then I got a free pizza by getting a free pizza. Nice. And then that free pizza that I bought
1: was late, was late. Yeah. and they sent me another free pizza <laughs> and wow. i kept racking
3: up i had about nice. 13 free pizzas at one point <laughs> yeah
0: but don't they, they is it domino's who has that thing it's like if it's not uh, delivered within this amount of time we'll I, I don't you... know
3: what it was because i don't know what their policy was they famously they, to... they famously do it was that, that, yeah. domino's because they used to sell mm-hmm. me direct they used to send me direct mail things in my, yeah. in my mail i would open it up be like hey you had a late delivery a couple weeks ago here's 50 percent off really? another pizza so I would not only get the free pizzas, I would get
0: direct mail campaigns. That's for, really surprising. Yeah. that they reach out to you instead of ha- yeah. Yeah, And so, that's
3: good customer service though. That's really good. Yeah. I think that that's like, they, a step in the they, right direction
0: because they know you're gonna fucking buy more pizza. Yeah, well, they, they but know. for me, <laughs> they're,
3: they're looking that at how sad, I, If anything, I think they're trying to give me more pizza so I get. It's like a vicious cycle. The fatter yeah. you get, the more depressed you are. The oh, more no, depressed you are, the more
2: Domino's you eat. It's a uh, you get addicted to it. Yeah, yeah um yeah exactly that's what that's what I was gonna say is you're you're getting used to Domino's pizza so you start craving more Domino's yeah. pizza. I learned it's an in, interesting
3: strategy for sure. I mean, yeah. I think they might have overdone it with me.
2: <laughs> I think I think, yeah. I think they may
3: need to change some of the way they no. you unfortunately, rack up I used points. a bunch of them for a party one time and so like I lost my balance and then Aww. I uh they stopped yeah. sending me because they started Ooh. delivering the pizza <laughs> yeah so now like sometimes I'll kind of want a pizza and I'll look at delivery times and it'll be like 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'll wait till like an inopportune time.
1: Or make a really <laughs> like, complicated All right, 70
0: order. 70 minutes? Yeah. I can wait 70 minutes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you ever you ever put in like the this, this special request,
3: like, can you pick up McDonald's on your way? I've never put in this, but I've always wanted to because you see people online are like, oh, do a dance on my ring camera, like, or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. And they fucking do it. And I'm like, you, People, man, like I'm it's so it's sorry a, it's for a, you guys to yeah, do that.
2: it sucks because they make money off tips. So it's like yeah. dance monkey, yeah. like you yeah. know, like please don't, please don't, man. yeah, don't do that. People, yeah, that. <laughs> be, <laughs> all the delivery to your... people of the world, yeah, <laughs> you're better
0: than that. They're making Do you guys remember that time in college money. when we had that uh, Hungry Howie's delivery guy we come did. in? And yeah. He, and he took, like, a beer bong. I think he took a couple of shots. Yeah. It was a Hungry, Hungry Howie's, Howie's? Yeah. It was a Hungry, was a Hungry Howie's, Howie's delivery
3: guy came into a fucking college party, did a bunch of shots, fucking bounced. He's like, I got, like, 19 pizzas to Dude. deliver.
0: <laughs> yeah, that probably was not great for us. Like, no, no, that was went, a terrible. No, killed idiot. somebody. Well, the thing is, we were drunk, so, like, it's not yeah. our responsibility, you know? Yeah, all... Well- <laughs>
2: All yeah,
0: you sign a disclaimer. You yeah, know. <laughs> he's probably <laughs> underage too. Yeah, just fucking, kidding. Was no, his, he was not. We that. checked his ID. Yeah. Seventy-year-old. Also, oh, he stole the, the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, We like sue the it guy now. Donated. Yeah. We did not ask him to do any shots or beer bongs. Yeah, that we was promise. weird. I learned. Uh, I took a, a class in uh, in college for my degree. Uh, like some, most people s- do. Yeah, <laughs> most people do that. Uh, I t- only took two, but. Um, it was the hardest class I've ever taken in my life, but we learned the you probably uh, maybe you know this, I don't know, but it was like the calculation they used to actually see how much money dominoes would make based mm-hmm. on what like the time frame they set uh to where they'll give you a free pizza, yeah Just because it's like, of um, like more it's people. x equals negative b plus or yeah, minus yeah, the square we'll root we'll, uh, so more um, more people
2: perfect. will order or dominoes AC. no <laughs> all over two a <2A>. cosine. <laughs>
0: um actually in, there's a <laughs> what is that thing called mm. the bell curve polynomials Ooh, um poly- so just no. a polynomial function <laughs> no, no 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 but it but it, what it is is like more like so using that advertisement more people will order but they expect that they'll have a certain percentage of late deliveries mm-hmm. so Yeah. It's calculated lots in to loss of model. It yeah and take that the difference of what they would gain from it it's really interesting so calculus so i think it was polynomial like a function it's, it's kind of like uh yeah it was calculus yeah i, I don't <laughs> know uh, this probably
3: sounds like maximizing a function so a
0: polynomial function i think mm. that that is what actuarials do yeah that's what actuarials do yeah yeah which uh sounds like the worst because i took that class and oh. I, I swear to god out of any class i took in college it was the hardest one i've ever taken and it was the, the, the worst one it was the most boring actuaries might be the 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 driest people I've ever met. Yeah. Sure,
2: <laughs> it's just like, sure. I like, accountants. These, I wonder yeah. if that's like the make it or break it class for a lot of people pursuing
0: like degrees that use a lot of that. It's like,
1: okay, Probably. I don't, maybe
0: I don't want to do this. I think, I think I, uh, like got a, A D in the class, but ended up with an A. (laughs) That's just how that works. That's how bad it was. Gotta love public
1: universities, baby. (laughs) Bless you, go. go. Our football team (laughs) sucks, (laughs) and so does our education.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Everything I've said about economics has been incredible. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we have
2: people at home shouting at you right now. (laughs) That's not how it works. It's like the Koch brothers. They (laughs) taught me. (laughs) I think, um, yeah, I don't know. College universities. I feel bad. Our sister's going through college, and uh, it's not like it used to be. yeah no, it not does like suck. It used that to you, be.
3: I do feel for those
2: kids now who are like missing they even out on a like a on. real college experience. Yes, yeah, it's just, like the best four years of your life. You're you're like unchained. All of a sudden, you yeah. uh, learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about um, people in general, um, life Yeah, I mean, you, um,
3: you fucking 180'd on your personality when you went to college. I not mean, really? Uh, no, really. I mean, you did a little bit. You like, ah, oh, you know, I'm a hardcore Catholic. I don't think weeds good for you. Yeah. And now you're out here in Colorado
0: doing a like <laughs> being cocaine
2: Catholic and night, never smoking. And <laughs> <everybody>. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, hardcore. Um,
0: um, no, I, I think I think it. Uh, do you think there'll be a lot of people... Like, you know how there's a lot of people when they get out of college, they get their job, and they're still partying a lot, right? Like, everyone does it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, everyone does it, but now you have to admit, like, you're not doing that as much as you did your first couple of years out of college, right? Yeah, no, I mean, like, definitely. You, you no told one... us yesterday, you, you barely drink during the week anymore. I, unless it's, like, some
3: fucking sponsored event, like, mm-hmm. from the company, or like, hey, let's go meet out. Yeah. Or, you know,
0: I get... Tired or bored. <laughs> so, right. But, uh, so do you think there'll be more uh people like having that kind of like college attitude later on in their adult life now because they've because they may have missed this year next potentially so it's even like next year. You didn't year get too. the chance to get it out of your system, so yeah, like you yeah. think it's gonna bleed into adulthood. Exactly, yeah. Um, because people want to experience that. No, I don't think that will happen, especially no?
3: if they get a job. Um, because people when you put like a constraint on somebody like that, um, more often than not people are going to adhere to that constraint you got the yeah. people that will probably fucking go off the rails but they probably weren't going to be the best workers anyways <laughs> they're going to do that um so i think that it's it's really hard for, oh god i keep hitting this mic in front of myself uh i think it's very hard for them to make that happen yeah if they're going to be under this constraint of having to get up at fucking seven in the morning i don't i don't they working remote Oh well that's yeah. the thing if they're working remote they're probably drunk right now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> I don't think it'll last, like the whole covid thing will last even though like it won't go away. I just think people will go back they'll they'll care less about restrictions or meetups or yeah. whatever. I mean you're always going to have like the hospitalizations and stuff but I I think I think people will normalize it in a sense kind of in the
0: same way like um people are already becoming desensitized to it with, yeah i mean we had the same thing with the flu like this yeah. is not the first pandemic yeah right? the flu the, uh, the flu was like the most recent one
1: mm-hmm. i right? think it's a, a common i thought it was
0: the black plague but yeah. <laughs> that was earlier than that
2: i think no it's was like right i could swear it was like a month ago so. <laughs> i just think i think we're all on this train and the train is not never gonna stop I, think, I don't think there's much that can stop the, the American way of life theory. or the German way, of, like, you,
0: you know, insert country X. Well, the here. German way of life was, like was completely Germans? changed in the 1940s. Yeah, that what, was what I'm
3: interested in is how people will respond to masks after COVID mm-hmm. uh, because you've got countries like, you know, Japan and, and mm-hmm. certain Eastern countries, um, they still wear masks today. It's like very normal did, to wear. Like did before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's still do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, outside of COVID, they would just mm-hmm. wear them. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, if I feel like I got the sniffles, I'm going to wear a fucking mask. Or if I'm going to use public transit, maybe I'll wear a mask. It's not everybody, but you, it's not so weird, you know, like, and if you're sick, they have like an obligation, they feel like an obligation yeah, to wear there's a mask. An oblig- you yeah. know, there's a social mm-hmm. obligation. And I think that's in America that's missing. There's like no social responsibility Mm-hmm. Everyone's just fucking out there for themselves. Fuck everybody else. Even though I believe people are techni- er, technically or actually empathetic, mm-hmm. um, I feel like more often than not, selfishness can, can kind of trump that in some ways. Yeah. It's a cultural uh, thing. Yeah. It's like
0: when you say, like, in Thailand, people are nice. Yeah, Not everyone in Thailand is nice, but mm-hmm. I think culturally they're, like, more nice yeah. than most other cultures. I think a lot of people won't be afraid
2: to wear a mask now. Like, I feel like the, the issue was if you were wearing a mask and you went to the airport or whatever, yeah. you're kind of ostracized and looked at and stared at, like, why are yeah. you wearing a mask? Yeah. And nowadays, it's going to be like, oh, you're just wearing a mask. I'll yeah. be
0: honest. When I was driving uh, to Colorado this summer... And we were going through like Kansas and stuff. I was actually kind of nervous walking into a gas station with a mask on because I was one of the only people with one yeah. on. It's and, weird, and right? I thought people yep. were going to like call me out or pick on me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I was doing that, and luckily they didn't. Um, it's so. like the same toxic culture that we talked about before. Like
2: you nerd, like yeah. it's like yeah. you're calling out somebody that being bullied for being smart or for being Cautious. conscious or yeah. respectful yeah. about other people's health. It's kind of a toxic a nature that some Americans embody a little bit yeah. more than others. But that's a, that's a thing. It's pretty I think much just can... the state of Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost all viewership in Kentucky. Just everywhere right in
0: Kentucky except, well, actually, we hate Louisville They can't now, be so. here they've
2: got internet out there. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I mean, I think. I'm sorry, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Kentucky. Kentucky. I don't give a yeah, shit I what you do. do. <laughs> Oh, Kentucky. Uh-huh. Kentucky's a good place. Louisville isn't in Kentucky,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, congrats. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're welcome. I've, <laughs> I've been there a few times. It's a, it's a nice place.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah. I think. I think most of the United States is a beautiful place, except for Kansas. You're a you trash know, state, and I hate you. I've had
3: friends in the past who have like, oh, I gotta go to Europe, and I have to see the Louvre, and I have to see the, but the Eiffel Tower and all these things, yeah. and the Trevi Fountain. I'm like. Yeah, that's great. Those are historical things, and they they matter. But you knew you do know that there's a lot of natural beauty in the United States, right? Yeah. You lived in the fucking East Coast your whole goddamn life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like,
2: you haven't been uh, outside of Disney World yeah. your entire <laughs> life. You know there's, like, other things yeah. in America, right? Go see the goddamn yeah. Grand Canyon. Go yeah. see
3: Yellowstone. You know, go look at the beaches, you know, in uh, California. Go to the Pacific Northwest.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's beautiful. I mean, to be honest, so I don't want to offend anyone from Europe, and there's so many unique and beautiful places in Europe, but it's very similar too yeah like it's it's around the size of the u.s right so mm-hmm. if you travel around the u.s like a lot of the culture and a lot of the buildings and all mm-hmm. of the, the, the cities are kind of similar like similar architecture and whatnot and it's uh, somewhat in that same way in europe and so definitely go to europe or wherever greece uh asia, asia Africa. and experience it that's awesome but if you can't make. Know, we're not yeah, telling you, you to do it yeah know? But don't make that uh, your only uh, vacation destination.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's also just kind of like a woke thing or like a, yeah. you know, oh, it's cool.
3: It's hip yeah. to like well, yeah, travel I mean, people, back
2: to back Europe and do for all sure. that. Yeah. You people know? use
3: it as just like currency almost. They're like, oh, look how much better I am than you. Yeah, like, <gasps> uh, You know, I just know.
2: spent my uh, 2017 traveling Europe. Yeah. I've, I gained so much
0: out of it. I've been the very good the, for The, you. the basic you know i've been i've been to york like 10 times guys so. <laughs> Ooh, for work hot shot. yeah can you Not just go ahead and life <laughs> i did all that <laughs> congratulations well, i, I didn't match because my wife wasn't there but. Oh. oh wow she's gonna listen to this and love can come in many forms right yeah uh so. it can come in many things yes cool. yeah,
3: i did go to amsterdam <laughs> but didn't do that oh yeah yeah Russell, have you ever been
2: uh, to Europe or any of those? You know,
3: I am a dual citizen in Trinidad and Tobago in here.
0: Are you, though? Yeah. So you have a passport? <laughs> Are you, though? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm fucking lying to you right I, You could be. I don't know. Do you Do you um, have a passport <laughs> from there? Uh, yeah, I have two passports. Nice.
3: So I have a Trinidadian passport and I have a United States passport. Um, but I have never been to Trinidad and Tobago. Do you have any intention to go? Oh, yeah. I've wanted to go for years. It's actually, my family wanted to go. Um, And they did go without me because they were like, hey, we're planning on going this weekend. I'm like, cool. That's finals week in my master's program. (laughs) I can't. And they're like, we bought the tickets already. And I'm like, cool why do you hate me why do you not want to see me yeah
0: good Um, planning so if you ever have to go to like russia or afghanistan you would use that passport yeah because they'd be like he's a cool guy no also because when you come back to the u.s they wouldn't be like russell's been to russia (laughs)
2: that's true yeah i didn't even think about that yeah a lot of people do that
3: that's why a lot of people have a second passport (laughs) so
2: you were able to get a passport because your dad was born there yeah so
3: um with different ally countries you know they have different um, rules and regulations if you can or cannot be a dual citizen, and Trinidad is neutral and everything, yeah. Um, and I think our military is like two guys and like a slingshot, so you guys aren't
2: influencing the election, you? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have computer shits. <laughs>
0: yeah, <we got>
1: <laughs> Sorry, no, actually, I,
2: I do want to go because I've seen, um like video footage of carnival and it looks dude hella carnival
3: dope. is a thing in the caribbean right but it fucking is everything in trinidad yeah trinidad and tobago is carnival and they carnival do it for like, a, like a whole mardi two Grah. weeks or something yeah, like that it's like yeah it's in like february it's like it's essentially mardi gras yeah times a million it's yeah, like the right. same uh yeah. holiday
0: right yeah it's like the it's same exact thing yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah um and so you just see beautiful women and like mm. these crazy outfits and you know, everybody's drinking everybody's fun, drinking the dancing, whole time singing. it's just everybody's singing dancing there's parades, parades out the non-stop ass. all throughout the night you don't sleep you know it's great if you're if you're 18 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day and i'm done yeah you know, um
0: do they throw beads
3: yeah beads are a thing but not like a huge way. thing it's not like mardi gras yeah um you know there's no king cake like there is in, mm-hmm. in mardi gras and stuff like that um, but you'll definitely see similarities, but it's really about the outfits and the pageantry. That's like a big thing. yeah, and just dancing, you know, you have something called soca music. Um, mm-hmm. and that's like a big thing in Trinidad um, and really island countries. you know, funny enough, a lot of people don't know this is that in you know the, everybody knows what a steel drum is, you know you've heard it. Um, it's also technically known as a steel pan. Trinidad and Tobago invented that. Um, we we actually were the ones who invented it. So what would happen is people that would work at those oil wells, they'd have these oil drums and when they would go on break and do whatever, they would actually take the tops of those oil drums and they would beat them into like these little things where they would make, you know, notes and stuff. And then they would do that. Yeah. So like the steel drum actually originated from people who worked in those oil wells. Um, huh. so cool. they have this thing called panorama every year, which is a huge <laughs> steel pan like festival. Uh, and they that. have like yeah. panorama, yeah, uh, panorama Trinidad, and yeah. it's like they have because they've got you know you have what they have like the bass drums, uh, they have the treble, and then like soprano drums, and it's like a fucking band of oh, just dope. It looks like pan. a drum
2: like like a crowded drum line. Yeah, uh, it's type exactly of it's thing. exactly what that is. That looks so cool. Yep, interesting. So they yeah. do that every. I, lo- year. I love how col- colorful it is, and everybody mm. looks like they're having a good time. Yeah,
1: it's. Yeah.
3: Amazing. And then you can't beat the food. Trinidadian food is probably one of my favorite
0: well, things. What kind of food is that? It's mostly grapes. Mostly grapes. Cool. So wine. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> no. grapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all grape um, diet. It's just grape seeds, actually. We don't, it's an we don't like the grape
3: part. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, no, so it's interesting because you have this blend of like African and Indian cuisine. Um, primarily, I'll say it's, it's. I would say personally, it's more influenced by India. Um, but I might be wrong. You know, I'm only a citizen, uh,
0: but, uh, who's never been there. Um, God, the audacity I have do, right now. Do you know, do you know, um, what region of Africa most of the I don't, I actually
3: don't. I really wish I did. I'll look wow. it up. Um, I do know that my dad's family traces back to Southern India, hmm. particularly in a city called known as Madras. Uh, it's just... Hmm. Big city. Do you guys so. have
0: family in India? We probably do. We <laughs> just don't know them.
3: No, we don't. That's why yeah. I talked about. It. It's like sometimes you just lose connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know too much about what you know. My family history is on my dad's side. Yeah. I mean, like I know his my grandfather. So my dad's dad died before I was born. So I never met him. Um, you never did Ancestry.com, dot Yeah, you know, I see. I get so mad anytime <laughs> I fucking see Ancestry.com <laughs> or twenty three and me bullshit because I got my mom. Uh, for her birthday, a twenty three and me, and there was a half off. Oh, cool! And, and it was like buy one get one. And so we were like, okay, um, we're gonna me and my sister were like, that's a good gift. We can get one for mom, we can get one for dad. Mm-hmm. And then in a way, it's kind of like getting ours too, because yeah. you know the math is just punnet squares. After that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, that works. Yeah. And so we bought it. My mom gets like, oh, you're a little bit of sub-Saharan African, and you have like some Neanderthal traits and stuff, and all this like interesting information. Oh. Um, and my dad gets 99.9% South Indian, like, this thing, <laughs> and it's, like, 0.01% oceanic. Yeah. Like, oh, weird. Some, yeah. it's uh, a pure blood. Yeah, it's, like, one of my relatives, was like, just fucking swam dollars straight up. was <laughs> like, I'm fucking done here. <laughs> so, oh, um, man. but, yeah, so I get so pissed about those Ancestry.com things, because it's, like, such white privilege bullshit it's just like isn't it cool to figure out that your family like came on like I don't know the Mayflower I don't fucking know I feel like when you (laughs) reach your results you
2: have to be like swindling or uh, holding like a glass of
3: wine and like be like ho 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 (laughs) it's so posh it, it, it's it. I don't I just understand it. Yeah, my grandfather was a World War II vet, yeah. and I'm like, how do you not know that? <laughs> I
2: just don't understand that. It's somehow that. like unlocking some of your identity. Yeah, and it just becomes kind of
3: annoying. because yeah. that's all they want to talk about after and that. And it's like it's just a slap in the face to like a lot of Black people because mm. we didn't get to fucking keep their history, did we? No, no, they yeah. fucking came here as slaves. We d- erased their history, but you want to go out and tout this fucking shit like it's like the next big thing. You know, ancestry.com, 23Me, figure it out. And I just I don't know it just infuriates me to see that so blatantly advertised. yeah, I saw I got interested in twenty three and me in college. Um, I think that there's value in that because of the fact that you can find genetic you know mm-hmm. predispositions to health things like that's that's important. that's important, yeah, but some people freak out. we talked about data collection.
1: <laughs> you want
2: you to start yeah, yeah, you have to because there's there's uh, actually a lot of these unsolved mysteries. Uh-huh. They're actually using databases like 23andMe yeah. Yeah. to track
3: down killers. Things can be good Yeah, like that, can but be it's, good. it has to do with hard it, regulation and, and making sure that those things aren't used also, for nefarious purposes If you're a murderer, it kind of sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, yeah. By the Sorry. way, so most of if, the... if Ted Bundy was around today, like, exactly, <laughs> he would be yeah. like,
0: "Fuck, yeah. like, God, I got I nothing." Um, yeah. Sorry, Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm um. sorry. Is that <laughs> yeah. So most of the uh, people of African uh, ancestry in the Americas came from um, through through slavery came from the West and Central Africa, which at the time was different countries than we yeah. know today. But I think. But that it makes was, sense. I mean, yeah. it'd be weird to go to all the way to the East Coast just right. to take them back to America. So they'd probably be like now, if you're looking like Ghana, Nigeria, Cameroon, mm-hmm. Angola, all the coastal West you know. coastal yeah. That makes areas sense.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would put money on it. That's where they're coming from. Um, but yeah. So, but try adding food. Oh man, it's so good. You get a mixture yeah. like you've ever had. Non bread. Oh, well, actually, that's incorrect. I hate when people say that, and I just non bread because it's just saying bread bread, bread. bread. non. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's
2: just naan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> none. none. Uh
3: But so when you get non, um, that we have something similar to that. So well, actually, technically in India they have something called roti, right? And they usually use like is whole that? wheat flour. Is it like ro- rice yeah, it bread. Or- Huh? Is it like a rice or a bread? It's a bread. It's oh. a bread. Right. Um. So it's like this kind of, almost like a tortilla. Think of it like that. I guess is the best way to think about it. Flatbread. Closest bread. thing. Flatbread. That's actually really good. A flatbread is very similar to like a piece of uh, of roti, but Trinidadian roti is like completely different. We have like multiple different styles. You have something called bushup shot roti. Uh, or sorry, up shot roti. I said it weird that time. Uh, you've got um dal puri roti um it looks and, like naan bro yeah it's,
1: like it's wait. Bo- so
0: is it so naan means bread so is roti just a type of naan i'm not that indian really? <laughs> so <laughs> i know <enough>. get out <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're on the podcast <laughs> we're looking for yeah, a diverse we got an indian guy <laughs> <laughs> so, oh hello yeah, um, with our numbers taxes
3: and stuff but the um trinidadian food is it's just such a ridiculous blend of flavors when it comes to like traditional indian dishes versus caribbean style i mean we use a lot of something called shadow benny um and shadow benny is um something called you probably might have heard of it called culantro it's not cilantro uh but cu so culantro um and it's like just like a stronger cilantro and that's made with almost all like um marinades and stuff that we marinate the meat in Mm. um you'll see things like stew chicken stew duck you'll see curry duck Curry chicken, curry pork, curry beef, um, and you know, just it's just so good. And we'll have things called cuttas, um, which are like these um, little tiny appetizers, almost essentially like imagine we made like a thing of curry chicken, and like in that curry chicken, um, we took just took a bunch of it, like oh, well, let's say a handful, like a bowl, and put it on the table yeah. while the rest of it is cooking. We call that cuttas. It's like an appetizer of the food, and you use that because it cuts the alcohol it's like so it's like you drink while you wait for them to finish cooking that's an alcoholic excuse (laughs) hey man rum it's all about the rum down there it's
2: all about the rum rum, (laughs) Caribbean rum I I found out that uh, Bacardi was actually a Cuban company yeah and they fled Cuba when the Castro revolution was happening to evade the where communism pretty much Cuba no Bacardi yeah
0: oh they're in Puerto Rico now
2: okay yeah just across the lake that's right yeah. Um, because
0: they have the uh, the district there, the distillery there, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In San Juan, I think.
3: Yeah. yeah. El Paso.
1: El Paso.
2: My wife is showing me houses in El Paso for like three hundred thousand. It looks like you, uh, right? at one point five million dollar house in Colorado. She's like, we should move here. I'm like, then you have to live in El Paso. Yeah, I'm not saying anything is bad about El Paso, yeah. but I'm not gonna move to El Paso. I'm,
3: in, I'm interested in Austin. I'd like to go check out Austin. Oh, I've heard a lot of good things. <laughs> yeah, you know Austin, oh. Texas. Inter- yeah. So you and everybody else,
1: yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, I've got the inside scoop. You know,
2: yeah. I've heard about this little tiny town. <laughs> I've been there a few times. Do you do you think you're gonna s-
3: become a permanent resident in Atlanta? Of uh, yeah, Atlanta. I do. Georgia? You know, I, I love Atlanta. I think it's a great city. It's up. Mm-hmm. It's still growing. Yeah. You know, and it's had it's had amazing growth even just in the last 4 years. We got two top golfs. <laughs> like, wow. Come on. That's pretty uh, crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um uh, get some tax breaks out Yeah, of yeah right. You're
0: telling me. Um <laughs> uh, no, we have to pay. <laughs> yeah. We we, no, pay we pay taxes for, for top golf. Top golf, yeah. Um,
3: golf tax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, right? Cuz they probably got subsidies. Yeah. yeah, come yeah. on. Well, yeah, they, they bring jobs. I know that like thing, a big and subsidy spending. stuff that
3: they're doing is, is for the film industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like... It's big oh, there, right? Know, uh, Pinewood Studios, which is like the major studio that Walking handles Dead. most of the Marvel films, um, is in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a show
0: Boston. there called Atlanta.
3: Yeah, that's actually filmed
0: in kentucky <laughs>
2: oh,
0: <shit. laughs> imagine
3: yeah. kentucky's like we're back
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: we're back baby
3: we're back this um, is our in so you've been there for about four years now yeah i've been in atlanta for uh four years um same company exact same apartment Um so uh when are you gonna buy a house when i don't like change i'm just gonna stay there till i die <laughs> nice. um so i'm looking into homes and stuff but like you mentioned you know the market's just fucking crazy right now. Yep. It's a uh, people, seller's I, market. I got a buddy in my band. Um, my bass player's name is Jake. He and his wife are trying to buy a house. And he's put a couple offers on a few houses in the Atlanta area or the greater Atlanta area. And people are just buying the house, cash. Six, one of the houses, $60,000 above asking price. Mm-hmm. And just to outbid Yeah.
0: Him. And yep. I'm like, this is insane. Inventory is low right now yeah. because of the low interest well, there's a Well, it's really house crazy right because
3: me. You're, I'm doing a little bit of, you know, surveying, and I'm noticing there's this pocket in Marietta, which is like this kind of little tiny township outside of, it's in the Great Atlanta area. It's like right outside the perimeter of Atlanta. And you're finding a lot of foreclosures happening, pending foreclosures. And when you usually see that happen, it, they don't happen, you know, one at a time. You know, you'll usually see them happen in chunks. Uh, and when they do actually get finally foreclosed on, it actually brings down property values. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of just like looking around, like, obviously, that's terrible. I'm sorry that you lost your home. Like, I'm not being an asshole, but like, it's going to make it easier for me to buy a house. Yeah. And rates um, are a historic low. Yeah. And that's the problem with Atlanta is that house, like, you know, you can go to Florida and you can get DR Horton to buy you, uh, build a fucking house for you, mm-hmm. and it'll cost you maybe for a humongous two-story five-bedroom four-and-a-half bathroom house you know you're paying you know maybe five hundred thousand dollars maybe six fifty uh here you get that same price for like a three-bedroom two-bath house like 1700 square feet and -hmm. it's like in atlanta yeah um and so it's 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 impossible to just find like strictly speaking northern atlanta Right. Northern Atlanta. So you look at the Roswell, Alpharetta, Dunwoody area. Mm. Those are like the money areas of Atlanta. Yeah. That's where the, um, the wealthier people live. And I think <laughs> so. a lot of
2: people, the, the thing that sucks about the, the market that's happening right now is a lot of people will be making rash decisions, like un, not uneducated, but very quick decisions. Like yeah. the house next to me just sold within a week. that's insane right so if you're looking to buy a house and most of it's going over 60 grand asking price you have to see the house and make a decision right there whether or not this is the house you want to buy because you have five other people right behind you that are gonna bid on the house so it's it's kind of tough because you make decisions that may not be the best because you're under pressure yeah essentially but yeah um, it's good if you want to sell your house because you're making kind of it, Is it smart it. to buy a house
3: 60k over asking price don't fucking ask me ask that one random person who decided to do it <laughs> I, I mean i mean it could be like it depends on your situation if like, the house is millions of dollars i could understand like if somebody saw that house and has an eye for it and says i can fucking flip this shit if i put this much work into it like you know you got chase over yeah. here who can do this all by himself. Right, and that adds in a lot of property value. You know, if you think about it, you can. We'll add, see. You know? <laughs>
0: well, we're, so this studio or your yard. This your studio really is in a six million dollar home on the side of the uh, uh, Golden uh, mining town. Uh, golden mining. Sides.
2: <laughs> it's just a town called Golden. It's oh, in okay. the foothills of the of the yeah. mountains west of here.
3: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And you were asking what? Yeah. Oh. What
2: was the question? <laughs>
3: Is it wise to buy a $6 like, million dollar this house? Is a, he's just
2: like, there's a $6 million home. Just wanted
0: to float that out there. Thank you very much. This is my time, everybody. <laughs> That's what I bring to this spot. Yeah. Just random facts. Are yeah. we supposed to comment on this uh, now? Caterpillars
2: take two weeks to turn into butterflies. Yeah, I've seen that house. Pretty good house.
0: Uh, quite,
3: quite frankly, no, no, I but, think it's too much Isn't blood. that crazy, though? I just brought up the caterpillar thing. You have to have a caterpillar. It turns into fucking goo. Like mm-hmm. while it's in its cocoon and yeah, turn it, into, yeah. and then it
0: like reforms itself as a goddamn butterfly. Yeah, it's like a miracle. So, so going back to this sixty <laughs> k thing. No, no, I'm on the caterpillar thing. I right, hate moved away hate from the house Caterpillars. Yeah. No, but actually, so um, what I'm thinking is there's three scenarios here. Yeah. One, someone like just loves this house. Um, yeah. Or, or,
1: or, or, or yeah,
0: just loves. they like this is my forever the, home. They're gonna this pay is where I'm gonna sixty live k. Or, yeah. You know. Two. There's something crazy going on with the market, mm-hmm. right? Or three, your real estate agent is a fucking idiot. Or four, um, you really like the area the house is located. Though. That was the first or one. Or five. Well, that you said you, you really like or the Jeff house. Bezos oh. and money means nothing. <laughs> so, yes. But he wouldn't be buying that really? price house. Ask Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Everybody welcome on <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, you go to I think this is how I slash At the Lucky Duck promo <laughs> code. Has anyone actually heard him talk? No. No. No, I have, and I, f- I forgot how he, how he sounds. Though,
2: hey everybody, it's <laughs> Jeff. <Bezos>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if Jeff, if he's like the richest, but he had like the most ridiculous voice ever,
0: and
1: hello everybody, <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> everybody, it's, it's, it's just yes, fucking Bezos. Mickey Mouse. I'm
0: pretty sure that's how Walt Disney actually sounded. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so he was just that hating guy. Jews and yeah. sounding like a two year Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, not a lot of people uh, realize that. What yeah, a,
3: people don't talk about fucking his
0: anti-Semitic. What, yeah. what about when he, back, <laughs> what, when he comes back, Walt Disney? When he comes back, because like he's frozen, right, or his head's frozen, or something like that. Yeah. When, when they eventually bring him back, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, the Jews are so successful. Yeah, right. It's like they own Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic would that be? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Should we cancel Walt Disney?
3: I don't. I don't think cancel culture is appropriate yeah um i think i think it's mm -hmm. so fucking like insane Mm -hmm. to cancel people i mean yeah if you do something that's you just got canceled by the way yeah i know i fucking (laughs) did i got canceled at the very beginning yeah um when i was i I got canceled when i was like kentucky sucks yeah
0: (laughs) or the dropping the babies yeah the baby thing oh god i thought about that the second i said it and i was like ah you (laughs) demonetize right there you also you can get canceled by like multiple groups any any group right like getting canceled by the kkk is not as bad as getting i mean that's a good thing do you think if you get canceled by like i don't know the kkk and then like
3: Somebody else, like, this, is it like a double negative? Like, you neutral after that. Like, you just backed uh, So, normal. Antifa and the KKK, <laughs> yeah, Antifa and KKK both canceled me. Do I just be? Is there a black hole that, that means, opens up? That means
0: like, you're moderate. <laughs> like, yeah, and
3: people fucking hate
2: moderates, <laughs> and that's my point.
0: <laughs> no, but I think getting canceled in the sense that most people talk about is like when Twitter has an issue with you—not yeah. Twitter, the platform, but Twitter, the people. I just think that, and I, there's equity I'm, in that.
3: I'm a know. person who. I want everybody to be respected. I think if you want to be I, – I, I don't think it's hard to not be a dick, you know, to be a good person and just genuinely try, right? Now, people make mistakes. People will go into their past and they've done things. I've done things in my past that I look back on today and I'm like, whew, why did Me I too. do that? Yeah. Uh, and I feel regret for it. Mm-hmm. And I think – when people think of cancel culture, obviously there's like the big things like, well, you're bringing up something from 10 years ago. And that's why James Gunn lost his job because he made this tweet, you know. Wow. what, what are yeah. the, One of the only people that came back from that, right? Yeah, right. Well, because <laughs> when you're that good. Yeah.
2: When you, <laughs> so, uh, when you make good movies.
0: Yeah. I think it's a, it's a gray line because like if you raped somebody 10 years ago, mm-hmm. that's a huge issue. Yeah, But if you. Made
3: like an off color comment yeah, about like a race joke or something. Right. Uh, it's still
0: not good. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we know that, but at the same time, like people do, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. Everyone says I think that
3: just, stupid you know, things people in the public spotlight, you know, celebrities and politicians, you know, they're under much more scrutiny and that's fair because they have to be, you know, they're yeah. essentially representatives of us. Yeah. Um, maybe and not our... so much the artists and celebrities, well, but definitely the politicians. Yeah. And I think that that's okay to have that. However, I I feel like there's something there where it's like there's a little bit more gray area again. That's what I that's that's what you can name this episode gray. Right? <laughs> Just because there's there's subtleties in those conversations where it's like if you straight up raped somebody, you that's a problem we need to, that's you're done. It's it. But if you said, you know, you thought you were being funny by making a race joke, it was a product of the time. You know, race jokes back in the early 2000s were like it. Like, you could be like, black people walk like this, but white people walk like that. Every fucking comedian did that uh, at some point in their career back in the early 2000s and late 90s. And so those don't hold up today. And you could find, you know, some 19-year-old kid who goes on Twitter, looks at this guy, finds it, and then starts canceling him. Mm. And I'm like... That's an extreme case that I think is not representative of the cancel culture movement, hopefully. Hopefully. I don't really know. But
0: I just think that... People need to take that into account because, it's like, well, did you
3: not grow as a person
0: yeah. yeah, over time? And comedy is different, too. So, setting aside comedy, like, jokes are jokes. People make them. People well, if make you did something racist, bad. Racist, sexist, whatever. Right. But, so, for, and it also depends, like, who, what you're representing. Yeah. If you're going to be president of the United States and in your past you've said racist things, you said sexist things, whatever. No, and I, I think- completely understand being a person of that uh, prejudiced group, not being upset and not wanting that person to represent you Com- yeah completely understand it but uh but then if it's just like joe Schmo who acts in a movie maybe it, it's not as important to you
1: yeah well i think I really the important
2: don't... thing to note here is like our ability to move on and grow as a species uh in particular talking about cancel culture is not the forgiveness aspect is almost impo- as important as the punishment yeah That these people receive So a slap on the wrist Maybe you lose a TV deal You lose a uh, movie deal But our ability to forgive that person And move on uh, Is almost as as important Because it benefits both parties right?
3: The accused and the accuser I think a great example was Louis C.K. I feel like he didn't hide anything After it came out He was just like, you know what? I'm a piece of shit, and I'm fucking... <laughs> you guys know this. Have you seen my specials? Yeah, he's like, I fucking hate myself, and I don't want to do this anymore, and I'm going to fucking not do this, I'm going to do that, you know, whatever, you know? And yeah. I think he, he's like, I, no excuses. He, just, he literally had no excuses for mm-hmm. it. And then you have the opposite side of the spectrum with Kevin Spacey, who is just like, I'm amazing. And yeah. he did that weird YouTube video of him well, trying to get back... All, he, was my playing, God. he was playing Frank from, yeah. uh, from yeah. House of Cards. House of Cards. <laughs> oh, man, I was Creepy. like, dude, you're, that, was, that was like back. the guy... Who, like the girl keeps ghosting and he keeps texting her It's just yeah, like no. get the picture he like leans, we're ghosting he's leaning into <laughs> yeah. it he's like yeah uh, and so I think those are some really good examples on what not to do and
0: what, <laughs> what to do and what not to do yeah. um, so I mean people change like most people not most people a lot of people believe in prison re- uh, reform yeah. or reform while you're in prison like you become a better person you uh, like people forgive you for what yeah. the mistakes that you made and then you can be released from prison earlier than your sentence yeah um, because we believe that through going through these programs, you're going to change person. Prison
3: is supposed to be rehabilitation for most cases. you Right. Know. You, uh, yeah. Which is yeah. life in prison, not so much. Yeah. Um, but for yeah, most of the time, it's, time it's like, we'll oh, see. you did something wrong. Let's put you in here. Because we don't want you to do something wrong again. Yeah. But also, let's mm-hmm. try and figure out why you did that and see if we can prevent that moving forward. Because right. so, we want
0: you to be an active member of society. So when that person comes out, do we say you're a dirtbag, piece of crap? Well, that's the thing with of, like laws but like, oh, past. we don't hire felons. Or it's, like, right. you know, things like that or, like, different mm-hmm. legislation trying to push so I mean, that felons can get hired. I'm not trying to say that you're, like... Everything you do has consequences, and yeah. I'm not trying to say that like you can just do whatever you want, and it shouldn't affect you in the future. It yeah, totally should. But it's this is what I just talked
3: to. about. There's no right. hard and fast rule for this because e- you can't exactly. say, oh, well, your mm-hmm. past shouldn't affect your future. Oh, what about rape? Okay, well, actually that. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there's fucking subtlety to these, and it's you have nuanced. to put qualifiers on things, and right. it has to be tailor-made laws and tailor-made conversations about these things. Yeah. So I think that when it comes down to, yeah, you made an off-color joke. Do you feel bad for it? Did you illustrate that you felt bad for it? Mm-hmm. Did you have some kind of punishment, whether it be social exclusion or losing a little TV deal or something like that? Sure. Boom. People should then learn to forgive. I think forgiveness, out of everything that Christianity has ever tried to teach, forgiveness is, I think, yeah. one of the things. I that think people- context
2: and intent also yeah. play in a role because yeah. you could say something with intent to hurt somebody yeah. or intent to make somebody laugh. And mm-hmm. Twitter doesn't really care about intent. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, and you have, and this is the cancel culture and then like the Me Too movement, I think, are like two things that are happening at the same time. And it's like, you know, we talked about Louis C.K., but we didn't bring up Aziz Ansari, right? And it's like, that that was... Good example of intent, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And because, yeah, you brought up intent. And I was like, that's a very interesting thing to talk about. you Because it's like, personally, given the story, it's like, she just sounded like she was just whatever about it. And then she was just like, oh well now i look back on it and i wasn't comfortable or something yeah right and it's like you have a, the right to do that but like you can't
2: <laughs> like, it didn't seem like aziz overstepped
3: no or did something yeah, he yeah. brought it up very briefly and his like the most recent stand-up special he had like mm-hmm. a year or two ago or something
2: well he said literally stood up there and said i'm sorry yeah he's like <laughs> you know <laughs> he's like i'm, I'm sorry
3: yeah, and you know, but the I, I find the, the Me Too movement to be a, a difficult thing to traverse in in conversation these days because you don't want to say like every woman is right all the time, right? Because then you run the risk of false accusations. Right? <laughs> Bill Burr joke. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we're not talking about Bill Burr, right? <laughs>
2: well, he he he. He has a joke or a bit exactly yeah. what you're talking about. He's like,
3: women aren't right all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here's why. Canceled. Yeah, you know, yeah. right. But that's, doesn't it, go but over that's well what I'm talking women. about. The cancel yeah. culture
3: is just like, well, if you say something against the narrative, right, in any way, yeah. that's you, that, yeah. cancel yeah, it. And it's like, well, and, and I'm not one of those people who are like, no one wants to have conflicting opinions anymore. And it's just like, no, I don't think that's it. I just think you need to have more respectful civil discourse. And I hope that that's not falling apart because you can have a valid opinion, especially – I'm one of those people who can back it up with. I like to back things up with tangible facts. You know, if we're having a conversation about philosophical things, well, what the fuck are you going to do about that? But when it's like actual issues, you can usually bring it up with some kind of data or something. Yeah. And so if you have a conflicting opinion in that, you know, I don't think you deserve to be canceled on that. Or deplatformed. Like that's the big thing
2: circling back to social media. It's like if you have a deemed dangerous thought
0: or idea you want to promote, you could be silenced for that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is so. Every group has their extremes. If we yeah. think about most of the, the like, if we're bringing up the topic of Me Too or, or sexism, mm-hmm. or whatever, if we think of most of the women we know, um, most of them are pretty rational, but the yeah. people who are on the extreme side, what are they going to use to voice their opinion Twitter because yeah. it makes a lot of noise and mm-hmm. then a lot of media Outlets look to Twitter to see what's popular and then a lot of advertisers yeah. look at the media yeah. and Twitter to see What should I be advertising to and who should I be using to advertise? And so that's what happens is people on Twitter who really actually is a small group of the representative of of people uh, yeah, are saying would- these things and then the advertisers are saying oh that's what people think that's what everyone thinks and so I'm going to uh cancel my my you know whatever for this person I think it was like one percent of the
2: total users on Twitter are actually the only people writing tweets
0: and retweeting and stuff
2: yeah the rest are just consuming it yeah that gives you an idea of like how that works
0: so (laughs) I think like a lot of the people who have been exposed has been really good like Bill Cosby Weinstein yes thank god etc Weinstein 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 um, <laughs> but I think that there's definitely plenty of people where it's kind of like been to an extreme yeah there's some where examples. it's been a little bit unnecessary yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but it no. ha- it's gonna happen I think it's okay because yeah. it's like the people that it's
3: happening to in those weird cases you know there's like that might be overkill um, I don't think they're actually being like their life's not detrimentally destroyed or yeah. anything so it's like it's okay but I mean it's a you know you want to be careful
0: that we don't you know and we're also like we're all ignorant and mm-hmm. we say things just on like the, the prejudices I'm that we have. I'm such a
3: piece of shit, yeah. like all the time, right and, now. And I'm, so it's good. I'm to, garbage.
0: It's good to tell somebody you, you said something wrong yeah. or you did something wrong, and here's why. But don't say mm, yeah. you did something wrong. You're a horrible person. Yeah, but and, you should always. Yeah. I'm sure we said a hundred things wrong today. Yeah, no, I'm
3: sure that there's probably people right now listening to me, and they're like, "This guy's a fucking yeah, nobody's asshole." Nobody's listening. You right know? They say uh, that every time. All 14 people here <laughs> just fucking hate me. Uh, but um, no, I think you should always strive to know that you're not perfect, you know, try not to be a fucking narcissist yeah. and, and always better yourself and realize that your actions affect other people. Mm-hmm. And the words, and you can't be one of those people who are like, I don't give a shit what other people think. And it's just like, no, it's your dick. <laughs> like yeah. no one wants to, okay, fine. You can act that way, but no one wants to be your friend. Yeah, good for you. It's you like, have the right to do you that. You can't I guess. survive in this world without other people. Um, we as a species are social creatures and we want to be around others. So, Empathy is our greatest tool for that and understanding how it would feel if someone treated me a way that I didn't feel, you know, like you learn it fucking in kindergarten, treat people how you want to be treated. That's it's it's that that golden rule, you know, and if you, you know, someone's treating you like shit, it's like you don't have to engage with them all the time. But I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, that's gonna hurt you if you treat people like shit, (laughs) it's not gonna really hurt them that much. Um, so I don't know. Usually those people have something that had happened to them. Exactly. But see, if you're empathetic and you know that, Mm -hmm. right. Instead of being like, oh, I'm empathetic. And then someone treats you like shit and you're like, well, fuck you. I'll kill you. It's like, no, man, Mm -hmm. you all right? Like you cool? Like what's going
1: on? The whole thing, like talking
2: to your bully. I feel like like this is, uh, isn't about me. It's more about like what's going on with you.
1: (laughs) You know, like that whole like uh, strategy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. There's never somebody who's just a fucking dick for no goddamn reason. Like, like no so, socio sociopaths. Well, okay. Yeah. That's a reason, are, right? Yeah. They're fucking brain disorders. Okay, there you go. <laughs> they yeah. have no sense for <laughs> Point empathy. Point well taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, but so it's like if you are a normal person, you will be, you know, if you, and you're not acting for some reason, you're acting up in some way. Because of some trauma, or because of like some way you were raised, or maybe you don't know how to handle emotions very well. Yeah, Um, I think it. I think it all stems down to how you were
2: raised. I think. I think humans uh, are born and then somewhat learn these characteristics, like empathy. Like if somebody's taking care of you when you're a kid, then you
3: that's a form of empathy, right? I love. I love uh, Japan because of Nintendo. That's it. That's it. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Thanks, folks. (laughs) (laughs) That's all
0: yeah what yeah i mean yeah empathy is learned oh
3: i was actually going to talk about japan for real thing. Oh, I was like, actually. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah we know because <laughs> no, you are talking japan? about how you're raised and i was okay. thinking like japan is great because one of the things that they have um in other countries do this uh, just japan's just you know, anime. so uh but they make the kids at you know their schooling so like in you know uh primary school all the way up to through high school and whatnot they're responsible for like cleaning the classroom and making sure that like their clubs are funded and things like that. It's like they have a lot of autonomy mm. at the school and it builds a sense of responsibility, but it also builds a sense of mutual respect between others because then when they see a janitor, or they see somebody else, they respect them as a person because they've done it. And you know, they, they know that everybody, no matter how much you make or anything like that, you have a role
1: yeah. and you matter.
3: Yeah, And, Builds, you know, not only, you know, Mm self-efficacy things like that, but I just think, and just good responsibility, it's that level of just empathy Mm -hmm. that gets built through that work and and, and being able to do that. If everything you do, I think a lot of the people that aren't empathetic are the people that grow up with silver spoons in their mouths and don't have (laughs) to do anything and they don't have a frame of reference Okay. For these types of things So well, I wasn't given A million dollars Loan by my dad To
2: <laughs> yeah, build my car. Yeah I only got $999,000 on <laughs> I know it's ridiculous <laughs> Um, I'm a poor boy. That's what makes a good manager, right? If yeah, you if yeah. you start and you are the guy that cleans the floors, then you move up and you're the guy that rings people out and the cash register. Yeah, and then,
3: uh, how do you like them apples? By <laughs> the time up? you
2: make it to manager level, yeah. you appreciate and understand what it takes and the expectations and responsibilities of those other roles that you're managing over. Yeah. And there lies the empathy, right?
0: So something interesting, uh, when I... Uh, interviewed at zappos in las vegas yeah they uh like were giving us a tour of how everything works and everyone or i don't know if it's everyone but at least like what the role i would have had uh everyone in that department at some point uh works in the call center for a certain period of time i don't know if it's a week or a couple days or whatever it is because then it's it's kind of like diversity it's like then you can get to know like what those people have to experience uh, and, yeah. and, and like what your customers want and what your customers experience. Yeah, the company
2: my wife works for, they like go out and install things. Yeah. I won't name the company, but if you're working in um, corporate and you're not out in the field, they actually, in order to um, get the job, you have to go through a boot camp and you're out yeah. there and installing these things even though you're never going to see or touch or look at these things another day in your life, but now you have an appreciation and understanding what the entire business is yeah. facing. And d- I have a friend level. she
3: works for, uh, inspire food brands. And like, I remember she and inspire owns restaurants like Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. and Arby's. Uh, and so primarily Sonic. she right. had to go when she, she, and she does like analytics. Like she's, in the corporate office all the time. But when she got that job, she had to go and actually work at a few RVs, mm-hmm. like actually go back into the kitchen and actually, you know, see how they make the food, make one of the things, you know, do all that stuff. And so I find that to be a amazing business strategy, you know, and anytime you have a company that's built in a way where it's very lateral, you know, it's like, there's it's uh, what you call a horizontal structure as, a pure, as opposed to like a pure vertical structure uh, where everybody's kind of doing the same thing, you know. And luckily, that's great in smaller companies. You know, you can do that um, where everybody's kind of working the same work. You're all on the same team. When you have humongous companies, obviously you have departments and, you know, you have hierarchies and it's kind of hard to avoid that. But the more you can strive for that horizontal structure – um, the more valued everybody feels and yeah. the more respected everybody feels because you're not doing anything else that I'm not doing and you know, and I need your help because we're doing the same thing and I'll help you. So people get to lean on each other's strengths as opposed to being like, you need to do this because I said so and because someone told me to tell you that it was that. So, um, And I think you you lose some respect and you kind of lose a little bit of dignity too when you're constantly underneath people all the time. Yeah, uh,
2: you, you kind of uh, remove the, oh, that's not my job mentality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. you because know, that that can hurt the company it's not yeah. my job that's that's a <laughs> like i personally experienced that where like that mentality mm-hmm. of like this is what i was hired to do this is what i'm going to do yeah and i mean it's fair i guess right like that's your job you know, contract. not wrong can't fire anybody for it right but right. it's like
3: that's i feel like that's a failure of the
0: company it, right because it, it, they yeah. don't make them feel so you're hiring you know. the wrong people yeah You Mm -hmm. want people who are taking responsibility in the company. Usually there's people that want
3: to be, you know, have pride in their work and also like care about the work they're doing Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're valued, right? And they, you know, want to do whatever and they have a good work ethic and all that other stuff that matters. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because you don't want people to be like, hey, make sure you always give your best to the company. Give off weekends, you know. It's like that company will fucking dump you the second like oh, they, they don't care. Yeah. Uh, they just want output. So there's there's yeah. the balance there because you know we're all companies are just people. Everybody's made up of people. Yep. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, work hard. Have pride in your work. But give your company value your life. Give
0: your company what they give you. Yeah. So if they treat you with respect, yeah. they you, treat you, you well. Show it back in equal. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, I
3: feel and, like
2: every every company needs to understand that, like, if you're a software company, or you're a telecommunications company, or you're a food business food um, business company, you're not those aren't that's not your business. You're you're a person. You're a people business. Yeah,
3: it's, it's you're you're in the in the uh, industry of people. Yeah, and that's 100. percent Everybody is always in the industry of people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter what. Um, I just I think it's really interesting though. I'm really excited to see how companies are going to respond to um, post-COVID life, like with working from home. Like a lot of companies are like, yeah, permanent work from home. I don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my company is saying, hey, once COVID dies, whenever that is, um, we're actually changing the work from home policy. It used to be you could only work from home once a month. Then it became twice a month. And now if you're a manager or hire, you get to work two days a week from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I only have to technically go into the office three days a week once COVID you know, eases up and chances are that might even change even further because our productivity has not been changed. We've done a lot of different surveys through HR and, you know, these are things like, hey, how are you doing at home? Do you find it better? Do you think your productivity is better? Do you think you're healthier? Because you get to eat healthier meals now because you don't have to eat out at lunch all the time. Line How up. many employees are
2: checking I'm not as productive in that survey? Right, yeah. <laughs> of I'm just going to throw that out. Um, yeah. I okay. mean, you're not as productive. Interesting. It's, it's, We're it's, going to evaluate your position. <laughs> <in the company. laughs> I think it's different for everyone.
3: It's different who you are. I'm in the middle there. You know? yeah. I really like... Being able to work with people when I have collaborative projects, we mm-hmm. talked about this the other day. Yeah. But when it's tasked on my own, I would much rather just be at home because oh, I can knock it out. If you when have I want work
2: to. and and it's solely just you working, putting your head down in the books or the yeah. computer, or whatever, and you're doing it, you're in your office and or cube or whatever, and and you don't really have a lot of interface with people, then yeah, you probably yeah. do that job at home in your yeah. office as long as you're you have the
3: discipline to focus. Yeah, and that's the problem. And the, but the thing is. That'll show up, right? Like if you are not Maybe. doing your fucking job, Or if, job. if
0: your no, manager's I don't a bad know that's manager, true, yeah, Be- yeah. I mean, we know instances of it. Yeah, it yeah. exists, and uh, I mean, I like I talked about this on the podcast before, I think, but my uh, my team. Actually, when we estimated one of our recent projects, uh, that was a lot more collaborative. We actually added in additional time because we work remotely. Yeah, like so. We've always worked remotely. COVID hasn't changed mm-hmm. that. Um, but there is a definite negative to it to not to not having an office. Yeah. If you yeah. Ha- if you have an office and you tell your if team, you're just like
3: working at your goddamn kitchen table or something. It's right.
0: like, but no, no. But I mean, at like office. Where you could oh, all have like a physical place. Yeah. 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 So, no, like, what you're so yeah. like what your company is doing, where they're saying managers, whoever, uh, who, ha- who, who do have a lot of independent work, you can work from home when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. X number of times a week. But for the rest of the time, you have an office to come into to yeah. work with your team to have meetings and stuff. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying like maybe for some jobs, it's good to have them in the office every single day but I think it's great to also have a flexibility. Yeah, like a restaurant. Yeah, there's <laughs> an <laughs> <undiable> <laughs> no, but even office jobs too. Yeah, no,
3: I, no, I, I 100% yeah. agree with that. Um, I, I just find it interesting because I, I love the work from home aspect. I wish we could just have the same level of autonomy in the office because here's the thing. I know people on my team, some of them get up at 6.30 in the morning and start working. Uh, some of them, Straight up, just don't get up, and then they'll wake up at, like, 11. Mm -hmm. But they get their work done. And if they have a meeting before 11, they're obviously there. Like, I'm not saying, you know, they're always at the meeting. They uh, get their work done. It's high quality, and they'll be working, you know, into the night, maybe 830 or something, you know? Yeah. I don't care how you work, right? I just want the work to be good quality on time and, you know, and professionally, you know, like you're not always on the last minute getting a project done or something like that. You know, your time management, it will and I don't get that. You don't get that from an office setting, right? Because you're like, oh, well, Jimmy got here at 9.30 and I got here at fucking 6. So what's that mean? And it's like, well, fuck you, Doug. You leave at 3.30 every day. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's like I, I don't yeah. like that kind of office politic bullshit where people will kind of get on each other's ass. I mean, I, I remember one time I was in a company and I was um, hanging out in a guy's office just kind of shooting the shit, which happens in an office. All the time. Yeah. yeah, and I had my manager call me work like a week after that or something, and he called me in his office, and he's like, Hey, you're doing a great job. Everything's fine, but we just had a couple of complaints. Like, cut the chit-chat. chit-chat down a little bit. And I was just like, this is fucking stupid as shit. Yeah. I, I'm like, do you, you have a problem with my work quality? No. Yeah. Like, whatever, all these other things. I'm like, if I'm being loud, that's different. Like, if I'm mm-hmm. bothering other people. Mm-hmm. But if someone's just annoyed at the fact that I'm not working because they yes. are— That's their fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I did work in an office, um, I didn't have that issue personally, but I knew people who did, Mm -hmm. who I worked with, and and they did do good quality of work, but it's all about the presentation. Mm -hmm. If you have a manager or another coworker who's walking by the office, it doesn't matter if you're playing putt-putt, fucking around, talking about work. It doesn't matter to them. What they see is, oh, they're not sitting at their desk working. It sucks. But that's just how it is. Yeah. So yeah, and you don't have to worry about that at home. You can live your fucking yeah. life and work but how the, you work. The and- problem is that, like in your case, you you uh, know what the people are doing. Yeah, and and that's true in a lot of cases. But a lot of managers don't have that skill set. And mm-hmm. so, for instance, if I were to say, if my manager came to me and said, "How long would it be to implement this thing?" I could just say 10 days mm-hmm. and I mean my manager is technical so he would know but yeah. if he wasn't then he could just be like okay 10 days but well, that's really like a bad company two.
3: structure if you're gonna have managers managing things that they don't know how to fucking manage well, well,
0: <laughs> well right but that, that's where it comes in like that's actually especially in tech companies that's yeah. a big thing because do you hire someone who has an MBA Mm -hmm. who knows business and knows who knows how to run contracts and stuff or do you hire someone who who uh started as you know an engineer doing this or whatever and then hire them up to a manager because not not a lot of those people are good managers either no you can have the best
3: hard skills and be the best coder in the world and have shit soft skills you have no idea to talk to people Mm -hmm. you don't know how to explain shit you know you can't work with others you know so yeah you want people to have some level of technical knowledge do they have to be able to do it no but they should be able to understand it to a degree enough to know time management yeah like if you're going to be in a leadership position i love the idea of companies being homegrown Mm -hmm. like and that's the benefit of me working at a small company right now is that you start off as an analyst you do all this stuff and when you get up to be a manager you did all that shit so there's no fucking it's fooling me. I know how long that's going to take Yeah, because uh, I still do it. I right. still do that work. That's right. the horizontal structure I was talking about yeah. is that when you start having this, you know, and this isn't great either, but if you have something like this, you know, it's a little better, mm-hmm. right? Just that angled level where you have some leadership there. You have a clear leadership in a hierarchical system, but you have it that everybody does that kind of work and has at least done it to an extent to be knowledgeable about it.
1: Right.
3: That's the perfect company structure yeah and that's where people feel valued and feel respected and they can see there's no glass ceiling to break through they're just like that's where i go i can clearly see my track yeah uh because i know if i keep building up i'll be able to that because they know where they were it's not like in some companies where it's like oh i'm an analyst and there's my manager who just had an mba and i went to do computer science or something it's like yeah. i'm never going to be a manager because and, i don't have those skills
0: and that's the benefit of a smaller company i'm not yeah. saying that large mm-hmm. companies or corporations can't do that either but yeah it's harder, cases, it's harder it's for them it's harder for them at yeah. this point i mean you have, you have so many people there's a lot of bureaucracy yeah the contracts come and go i mean
3: there's whole there's whole classes and degrees on just this topic we're talking about mm-hmm. you know be able to maximize that you know corporate Managing productivity people. you know yeah but
2: yeah all very interesting super inter- i think we're we're like at two and a half hours oh here. wow damn so probably time. should wrap this up <laughs> yeah because uh, i feel like we could keep talking for another two and a half hours i mean i'm gonna keep talking after we take <laughs> off the headphones and the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. well thanks for being on russell um uh, your book that's out now, it's, uh, what is it? Uh, where can people find it? do <laughs> better. I said, where can people find it? Oh, um, Zappos. <laughs> yeah. They sell shoes. Yeah. You're I put a one
3: sheet of the book, <laughs> one page into every shoe. Yeah. Okay. So you have to keep ordering shoes. Nice. It's Ooh, two pages. <laughs> um,
0: so what's the name of the book? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot to come up with the it's name? It's called, uh, um, dropping babies. <laughs>
3: dropping. Yeah. How to make your stork strong.
2: How to train your stork. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, adios. Peace, guys. Peace.